Ladies and gentlemen. What you're going to hear about today is nothing short of a miracle. Given the scientific knowledge, the technical ability, and the materials to pursue the exploration of the universe. Broadcasting around the world. Three, two, one. This is Mind Faction Podcast. So, uh, what's up, guys? What's up? What's up? It's however. It's good to see the whole crew here tonight. Mm-hmm. Episode, uh, we're going to drop this however. Episode 41, you know. Um, yeah, so we got a lot of cool shit to talk about tonight. Um, on episode 41, we're going to bring you guys some interesting topics. One of them being, I'm just going to jump right into it. You know, they're, they're discovering a lot of shit about space all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Not really all of a sudden, but like it's, you know how like they'll go through like the space races and like certain phases, you know what I'm yeah. saying? They'll start really reaching for inf- new information. Yep. Um, I just seen where they posted the sound of a black hole. I let these guys on the podcast, you know, before we hit the record button, hear this sound. So I'm going to play it for the audience out there, man. This is pretty, it's kind of eerie sounding. It is. Yeah. So we'll play this. And I just it's kinda, not what I expected. No, true. hell no. It wasn't me either. It was wild. Bring it up here. Um, yeah, I definitely wasn't expecting it. But uh, the sound is like, what I can't get about that, though, is how they say that light can't escape a black hole. Mm-hmm. So how the hell sound escape a black hole? Well, you know, in space, technically, we've talked about this before, where it's a vacuum. Right. So, That's something I can figure. So how does, does sound travel? Become void? Like, does it where it's vacuumed out in space? That's weird. So is is the black hole actually admitting sound, or are we just hearing the sound within the black hole? That's what I can't. They never really justified that that kind of answer. But and before you play this, I'm sure a lot of people have heard there was a really early episode where we played. I believe we played the sound clip to the deepest hole that was dug into Earth. Yeah, and it did sound like screams. Screams. And have you you heard that round? I don't think so. Lo, she was here when we played it, wasn't you? Yeah. I'll have to play that, too. I know. But, uh, it, it's sort of similar in, in it a really, sense. It kind of is. The pulsating sound and, oh, and like that emission from it. Yeah. I'm trying to like wrap my mind around what like the black hole really sound. Like, what you compare it to? Man, before we do this, let's take a shot. As always, in the latest episodes, we've been uh, uh, lightening the mood a little bit. Damn, Corey's hitting the copperhead like uh, straight out the bottle. Wow. We got some, what are these called? Buttery nipples? Yeah, buttery nipples. Oh, yeah, buttery Damn, Los yeah. over here on that twisted tea. I'm yeah. about to get hit yeah. from the floor. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. Damn, Los, that's good, bro. Good mix. Yeah, good mix, Ain't bro. Bad, bro. Hey, I like that. So, here we go. We're getting good wild. Good stuff. Good stuff. But anyways, you know, we're going to start drinking different kind of beverages on here and reviewing them a little bit, maybe. Mm-hmm. Buttery nipple, grab one. Literally, I mean, <laughs> all right, but uh, we're gonna go ahead and uh, play the sound because man, this is pretty wild. Let's go and get this patched in here. But I'm with you, man, that sounds wild. It's almost like you hear a voice in there. Sounds like yeah. an unreleased clip of Beethoven. <laughs> really, Beethoven's yeah. killing it. Uh, now I'm going to play that um, sound clip where they they drilled the deepest hole on Earth. And it almost sounds like what they thought was hell. Like you hear voices and stuff. Um, Before you do that, though, you know what the uh, what that kind of reminded me of? 
if you took the sound from like a merry-go-round mm-hmm. and played it in reverse, but in slow motion at half speed. Yeah. I, I hear that. It, I'm trying to like kind of compare what it might sound like. It's weird. Yeah, it's man. like a really distorted carnival. Yeah. If you've ever been in sound. like a have you ever been in like a, a concrete tunnel when the wind whips through it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a like it a ha, it has that a ride. lot of that same yeah. sound. Almost like a wind sound. Like a, I don't know, man. It's wild. Well it can even have tones if it's if it's like deep enough in the ground and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Crazy. I'm gonna play this clip right here. Let's see, let's patch this in. So here is the deepest hole they've drilled on Earth, the sound. That's not it right there. I think they're getting ready to play it. That right there sounds like the black hole most right there. This is what this is the actual sound. That's crazy. I'm looking close and we're all like looking around the table at each other like damn no, it's it literally sounds like you can hear distinct voices screaming especially there. a woman yeah uh, man that's crazy but you know I think with this James Webb Space Telescope man I think they're really going to start I mean they're going to start releasing some shit because they almost have to I mean they built this billion dollar telescope and they got to show results did you see where uh, we're going to try to return to the moon in 2025? I read a little article about that. Yeah. So what's the purpose? Did you read it? I, I didn't know. read that part of it either. I just I kind of skimmed know. through it. Oh, actually, I did, I believe. Uh, I believe I read where, I don't know if this is like the actual like main purpose, but I think they're wanting to explore the south pole, the southern pole of the moon. I wonder why they're so interested in, in that it. direction. I don't know. Kind of weird. Another weird fact about the moon is, boys, it always faces the same way, which we've spoken about that before. You know, technically with the, like, the high-powered lenses that we have today, we should almost be able to spot them landing on the moon from the Oh, Earth. you know, the military's got it. Oh, yeah. I guarantee it. If the, now, if the elements are right as far as like the, the environment. Now, your boy atmosphere. Elon is really my, close. Your boy Elon. Your boy. You know he's my boy. I know that. That's the reason I called him that. <laughs> That's right. Um, they're, they're really close to testing the Booster 7. Which has all thirty-three rocket engines attached to it, and they've they've moved it to the orbital launch mount, and they're really close to static fire test. Thirty-seven, you said. Thirty-three. Thirty-three. Thirty-three Raptor engines. What's he? I wonder what he, like, is it like four or five on the the ones now. Um, no, it's more than that. Um, on the actual, you're talking about the the shuttle, the Starlink, the way he shoots the Starlink stuff up with. Um, no, those, are, are, those are just um, like right. three, I think. Yes, yeah, I'm saying. So um, that thing's gonna have some freaking power, dude. But um, the actual shuttle will have more than that. I think it's. I think the shuttle has three that are vector. Um, you know the thrust vectoring, and then there's okay. some around the the outside, I believe. Man, that's crazy. But, uh, Elon's killing it, man. So you know something that no one's really talking about with his space hotel. Mm-hmm. You know the low orbit space hotel that he's trying to make happen. Yeah is trying to teach these celebrities and millionaires, billionaires, the people, the only people who's going to be able to afford this, right? Okay, we know that when, you, when you're on the ISS for, you know, a period of time, when you come back to Earth, you have to get your land legs again. Oh, yeah. So they're going yeah. to have to teach these people, hey, man, uh, when we get back to Earth, it might take you a minute. So what about these old folks that, like, is there going to be like a – 
muscular degradation from being there for too long. Like they'll have to do some kind older. of uh, exercise. And I believe yeah, they'll say, be forced to. I would say they have a limit on how long they can stay. Yeah, they'll so be that like, that's not an issue because yeah. you know the the ISS they have them uh, exercise spots yeah. in them and stuff where you have to yeah, do you like to. running on the treadmills because your your muscle you structure just breaks down, yeah. man. Um, I wonder if it's real bad on your joints, though. I bet it's easier on I the joints. I bet it's easier on your joints. I'd say that over time, if you had like uh, joint inflammation, that by the time that you return to Earth, it would pretty much be gone for the you know for at least a little while. Because I mean, you get so much relief, and they're not having to work oh, yeah. nearly as hard. Yeah. So. so I also read it now. Speaking of space and some out of this world shit, <laughs> um, an airline pilot has a thirty-plus minute encounter with UFOs. At like 40,000 feet and captures it all in video. An airline? so Airline pilot. So this popped up the other day, just a little story I was reading. And uh, basically what this this pilot was doing is he was just flying his normal route. You know what I mean? It said this igni- uh, the sighting took place over a 35-minute period, approximately 12.55 a.m. to 1.30 a.m. on August 12, 2022. Uh, in the report to the website, UFO Sighting Daily, the pilot writes, we took off from St. Thomas and the U.S. Virgin Islands for a four-hour flight to Washington Dulles Airport. We departed at 2202 ET and landed at 0148 ET at roughly 0055 ET. Don't know what that means. Some kind of military time. I get it, I guess. Um, it said, I begin seeing... Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh, it said, I begin seeing a slow, pul- slow pulses of light in the sky directly in front of us to our north. The pulses will last usually 8 to 10 seconds each and have gaps of darkness lasting anywhere from 10 seconds to over a minute. They were slowly moving from left to right. The pulses would be gradual and start very dim and growing into a very bright light about the brightness of Venus and then fade away. Pretty damn bright then. He said, as an airline pilot, I'm positive I was not seeing another airliner. He also continued, very few civilian aircraft can fly above 41,000 feet. And the objects were about 10 degrees above the horizon from our perspective. I was not able to tell. I thought somebody pulled up. <laughs> I was not able to tell the distance of the object from our aircraft. It's however, bro. But in the 35 plus minutes we watched, they never seemed to get any closer, even though we covered about 250 nautical miles in that time. For this reason, I believe they were either in the upper atmosphere or in space. That's wild. So they were in low orbit. I mean, I wonder if it could have been like Starlink or something. I don't like think maybe so. like catching glimpses yeah, of sun, the sun. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> I, don't know. I mean, they I do mean, have reflective services because they use the sun for power, right? So, but would it be that that low? I mean, wouldn't that be a little bit higher up in low orbit? Um, well, yeah, I would think so. I don't know. I mean, because at that point, you're you're uh, risking plummeting to Earth. Well, I mean, Starlinks are viewable from Earth. Earth, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so are a lot of satellites. If you look up at the night sky, you know, yeah. you think you're looking at stars, but. That's what I'm saying, but if you're at forty, you know, forty, fifty thousand feet, so would it be that that bright? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Because the lights being that bright tell me that it's a lot closer than what I feel a satellite should it's be. Wow, man! Well, I'm he, telling he, you, UFOs are real. He did say about the brightness of Venus, which means you know, Stood just out. about the a little brighter than a star, maybe. Yeah. Right. He also so, states this: at no point did we see a strobe light on or a navigational lights on the objects. The best way to describe what we saw was two to three aircraft circling in left-hand turns, which were their landing with their landing lights on, which also means they were only clearly visible when the lights were facing towards us. Because we were flying towards Washington, D.C., we discussed the possibility if it was a fighter aircraft flying circles over the city due to a security threat. 
This was clearly not the case, however, because we were 300-plus miles from D.C. when we spotted them, and they never seemed to get closer as we neared the city. Who knows, man? Yeah. Now, now the, the direction of travel would take away my thought of it being Starlink. Project Blue Book. Or anything like that, because <laughs> if, obviously if they're moving... Slinging shit. <laughs> if they're not that moving... nipples got me butterfingered over here. If they're not moving with the right. gravitational, exactly because you know. it wouldn't. Yeah, sorry, um, man. sorry. You know, like, we're getting lit in this. Bitch. I feel like we all kind of uh, believe. Bob, oh man, Bob yeah. Lazar's story. Bob Lazar, man. And I think the biggest thing for me that makes me a believer is Element One Fifteen. It's not found on Earth, right? He, exactly, and it is something that number one isn't. You know, found on Earth naturally, it's something that you know a concoction of things. Yep. Um, and number two, he actually mentioned it a long time before it became public knowledge that this was an actual element. thing, an actual yeah, yeah, element. Yeah. And so we believed initially this is how these crafts were powered, how they you know they're anti gravity. It's like what they use for um, fuel, right? Yeah, yeah. And so like the thrusters and so on, like because they said it has no sound. It's just That's so weird, crazy man. to me, like how this element such a powerful element that it needs a specific engine to power it, a specific reactor. I guess yeah. it'd be like a nuclear reactor, basically. Yeah, harnesses the power. Yeah, and it's like anti gravitational. I don't know how this even, but I feel like at this point, there was no way we were going to reverse engineer one of those aircrafts that we had. We didn't have the technology to but do it. But since we knew what. <clears throat> you know, essentially knew what powered these crafts, we were probably able to not reverse manufacture, but we could start building crafts that could harness element 115 in, you know, in a machine. And then thus sort of kind of creating our own, mimicking that, which we're probably pretty close now, I would imagine. I mean. Yeah, I would say so. so. Oh, yeah, definitely. If we we really did recover aircraft from the 19... 48 or 49 crash. What was it, 48 or 49? I think Roswell? Was, yeah, 48. Something around that area. Yeah. I mean, we've definitely had the time to re reverse engineer yeah. it. Uh, it makes you wonder, though. Like, I honestly I feel, know. I honestly feel, though, and this is something we've never actually talked about before. I personally feel that if not us, maybe our allies had come across a UFO that had been found by the Nazis because they were huge. On trying to it was. on alien technology, they believed in. They that. believed in like the paranormal. They believed yes. in the supernatural. And they had I a think lot of different that beliefs like if that. they were, you know, if there were downed crafts, they would have definitely been the ones. They'd have been the minds. Oh yeah, to try to understand, you know, to be taking these into a laboratory with these engineers with open mind, them, trying to know, figure it out, understand this, figure this out, so we because can this. they would love to utilize that as a weapon. Absolutely, yeah. Because I mean, they, they would, would dominate the world. They oh, just yeah, help them, you yeah. know. You know, that's why Hitler and, and, and the Nazis went all the way to Antarctica and yeah. export Antarctica. But Did you ever hear the story where they ran into some alien aircraft down there? In Antarctica? In Antarctica. I did hear about that. Now, I remember it was some kind of top secret documents in the Nazi record, but they had a Hitler sent a regiment down there, and it was destroyed, all but like two planes and like a boat. And they said that what they had, some kind of aircraft had approached him and just made them look stupid. Like just destroyed them like there was nothing. They probably attacked it, and yeah, I think they kind of aggressed, come at it aggressively first, and it reacted, and it just destroyed them. Now, I also heard now, true it is, I also heard that the Americans had sent a 
a regiment down there not long after and had some kind of type of run in. Now, not true all that is, but I read an article about that. It seems really weird and kind of just like off topic in a sense. It's about aliens, but you know, like the the American West, the Wild West, wasn't like too long ago when yeah. you're looking at like the grand no, view uh, of history, right? 120 years ago. And where's one of the biggest places in the United States that we have UFO sightings? The Midwest, yes. around that area. I wonder how many sightings there were in diaries and journals from people from that time because those were um, those were like, you know, more popular back in, in them days for people to have a journal and a diary, right? Right. Um, I wonder, like, if anyone wrote about those, if that's notable or if that's... Well, didn't, like, Lewis and Clark write about some stuff that was oh, kind of yeah. weird? Yeah, yeah. They seen some stuff. And I remember, wasn't one, they killed and something happened to their diaries or journals? Um, yeah, I can't remember which one Gone? it was. Huh? It's probably Levin, dude. That right yeah, I, he's got a rebel. Is it black? Yeah, it's probably Levin's punk ass, probably. Fuck him, oh, he just don't come in here, bro. Uh, but yeah, so one of them was actually killed, and the other one died. I think under suspicious. And, and, yeah, I think like their journals had disappeared for some yeah. time. But allegedly, they had come across a race of like super skinny, tall beings, humanoids. Yeah, they had, like red hair or something, maybe. Yeah. Dude, that's crazy. Like, why would you make his shit up? I say he's eating peyote out there and just fucking hallucinating. Man, you know what I'm saying? They was taking that DMT and coming out of their body for a while. Eating, uh, those, eating those shrooms along the way. But yeah, man, we've talked about aliens a lot on this podcast, man. We did a Project Blue Book. We covered some on it. We need to jump in some more secret kind of documentation about that shit. That's cool as hell. So you know how we talked about giants, right? Yeah. How the, the, they were angels that were cast out of heaven that came down. They fornicated with yeah, and earth women giants. and they created giants and then... Uh, thus, the flood from Noah mm-hmm. uh, was actually not to punish the people, but to eradicate the earth of these beings um, that were unholy, supposedly, whatever, however that goes. Um, they also now believe that that could have been the possible root of vast technology. Because, see, those angels, allegedly, this is some people who just come up with this, uh, they were the ones who actually taught mankind like how to kill another human being. Like how it's possible to hit somebody in a way to kill them. Oh, look at this motherfucker. We got Levin busting here on episode 41. Levin, Don't even knock, dude. Levin busting in. I'm going to get an on-air sign outside. <laughs> on-air. But yeah, I'm with you, though, on the on the, on the the angel stuff, man, because, yeah, you know, it, it, there's a lot of, like, different kind. Well, that was in the book of Enoch. You know what I'm saying? They said, what, 300 angels were sent to earth? And they fell in love with the human women here. Yeah. And then, like, fornicated with them, like you said, created giants. Um, do you think that – and the giants, was, I guess, was just kind of savage. I wonder why, though. I mean, it just might have been in their nature to conquer and because they were – Well, they're like alpha. a liger, dude. Yeah. Got that ass smoked by a rock, though. <laughs> they did. <laughs> he went yeah. back to that slingshot, actually. They, they over they over-assessed their, their abilities. Got yeah. smacked down. And what, some of them, like, cyclopses and stuff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They only have one eye. That's, that's, uh, yeah. But you know, I don't know. You know, I've seen a lot of articles where that they said archaeologists has recovered giant skeletal remains, but right, yeah. it's like they want to keep all that shit hush hush for some reason. Yeah, I heard like in Arizona that they had found in some caves, like deep yeah. in some caves, yeah. there were giant remains. Like also, like in the Midwest and out towards Arizona, they said they've also found Viking symbols on stones and stuff, like ruins carved in them. And then they also said somewhere. And I really like looking this more. 
um, that in the Grand Canyon there was some kind of Egyptian hieroglyphs carved in something. Yeah, I did hear you about, about that. that. That is wild shit. You know, I think back then, man, we was actually more connected probably than we realized. You know, mm-hmm. and it almost makes you wonder if some of them people was just a. Uh, almost different beings than us, man, in ways. You know what I'm saying? Like, did yeah. they have, was they in touch with something different than we can't perceive or our mind can really release? I don't really know a whole lot about this, so I didn't really want to bring it up. But what? Bring it up. Uh, the story about the alien master builder race, they were a yeah. huge part of building the pyramids and stuff. I, I believe that. I do believe that. Yeah. And, you know, Brian Forrester, I spoke on him earlier. Me and Ryan done a podcast on some of his information on the uh, – uh, Dryer, what was that? The the thing that happened back in the day, Younger Dryers yep. um, event happened like eleven thousand five hundred to twelve thousand years ago, um, and that was that's they think that's what changed a lot of the Earth. But anyways, there was great floods went on. There was all kinds of stuff that happened during this time frame. You getting wild on this twisted tea, bro? Uh, okay, I need another buttery nipple. But anyway, proper twelve, proper twelve. But um, uh, I don't even know where I was at now. Shit. Brian Forster and all this. But, uh, right. Oh, the ancient builders. He states, man, and this made a whole lot of sense to me. And I never, I've watched Ancient Aliens a hundred times. I've watched all these, um, documentaries on the ancient ruins of South America. Remember how he was basically saying it looks like the Aztec people and the Mayan people, the Incans had built on top of these ancient ruins because you could see a, a very, Really drastic change from the actual megalithic structures. Like a, like a distinct change. Distinct change from the craftsmanship. You remember that, Ryan? When we yeah. went through that, and it made it all made sense to me because you look at some of these uh, megalithic stones, and what he stated was is that he feels that those tribes had found these remains of these old ancient, and he believes that there was people here before the mines and everybody for the Egyptians. They built all this stuff and left it, mm-hmm. and that the people, the, the native people, found this stuff and kind of revamped it and tried yeah, to fix it, it up. Attempted to recreate yeah. the same thing, and, and you can distinctly tell a difference. Oh, man, it was crazy. When you see the actual video on YouTube, it's like night and day. Yeah. And uh, so that makes you wonder what you're talking about, the ancient builder race. It's wild, man. Like some of all this stuff, it just kind of like ties in together. Yeah. Even from different aspects of religion. You know what I mean? Um, so a lot of people out there want to just like throw religion out the window and say the Bible's not true and stuff, but there's some ancient texts in here that kind of fit in with all this other stuff. It does. And that's what we've talked about before. Even with scienti- you know, scientific. I think that at the end of the day, like, what we'll, what we'll find eventually, or, and we may never, I don't know. I mean, it depends if we totally eradicate ourselves or not before we find out the real answers. But I think like finally we'll see like science and religion and everything just kind of like comes together. Oh yeah, I think so. And then it's all just—we're all just on the—we're on the same field, but we're all fighting about like, I know I'm right, and it, it's wrong. weird. It, it, it's, it's weird how it's all like, you, yeah, it turns people against each other. Yeah, we're all divided, but at the same time, we're all—we're all correct. Yeah, every one of us yeah, is, is on the right, right page. It's just that we're. <laughs> I said this, me and my mom. Yeah, we was talking one time, and uh, and I was not long ago, and I was like, it's crazy. All the the lies have been lost over religion, but get this—you know—think about this really on a grand scale of things. All these lives and these different religions have fought against each other, killed thousands and millions of people throughout all history of humankind. But we're all wanting to go to the same place, a higher level, to be with a higher being. That's all it is. Yeah, when you look at the similarities, that's where we're all wanting to go to a God. Nobody truly knows about who he is or what he is or him, she, whatever he is, whatever he identifies as, (laughs) you know, like just a, a huge energy source. But we're all wanting to go to the same place, just a higher realm of peace. Right. 
but there's bloodshed over it. Like it's crazy. Like it's nuts to me. Yeah. I, but so yeah, I get exactly what you're saying on that. That's wild, man. But I think you're right. In the grand scheme of things, it's all going to link together like a puzzle. Before we hop off the religion thing, um, I saw recently also where well, I don't know how re- recently this was, but I just saw this video I come across on YouTube. I went down one of those rabbit holes oh, that we all time. do. But uh, so apparently, um, and I may get this completely all messed up, but apparently, we're like when the was it when the Jews were trying to. They had a community or a city of their own during the time of like Jesus or maybe right after Jesus. Yeah. And the Romans were like conquering everything. Yeah. Okay. They had a certain tree that was spoken about in the Bible that bared a certain kind of, not like maybe a fruit or a. It was like an olive tree or something. Yeah. Something like that along those lines, right? Yeah. I and, remember hearing about and that. And it had like all these different properties that help, had a lot of health benefits and so on that people use them for a lot of things. Well, the Romans completely ended, like, the existence. So they made this tree go extinct pretty much. Yes. Wow. Okay, they were able to find the seeds from one that were fossilized, I think. Like I said, I may get this wrong. I have to re-look that up again. Um, But this lady, who was like an archaeologist, was able to get with someone who's like a geologist Mm. or a biologist. Yeah. Or however, whatever. Yeah. And they were able to take those and slowly rehydrate those, plant those, and now those trees are back are on you, Earth again. Are you serious? Yeah. Hey, man, it's crazy you brought that up. You know, that's like some Jurassic Park type shit. Yeah. Did you see where they're trying to bring back the Tasmanian um, – is it the Tasmanian uh, – the dog? What is it? It's a Tasmanian devil is what devil. it's called, yeah. but it's, it's a dog. It's a dog, basically. Have you seen that? It's like a hyena or something? Yeah, it's got stripes. It's got, like the jaw opens up like a 90-degree jaw on it. It's crazy, but it's been ex- extinct for like 100 years, why, they say. Why, why are we doing this? Let me pet that dog. Let me pet that old <laughs> tiger strap, son of a bitch. Come over here, you rabid thing. <laughs> you jaw opening, son of a bitch. <laughs> that's, wild, that's wild, though, but, I mean, like, you know, when you circle back to religion and, and things that we're bringing back, you know, they removed the 14 books from the Bible, but they, they removed did. them. Because, you know, they thought that it was a blasphemy. It was inconsistencies. It was inconsistencies and things like that. So it, like, <clears throat> contradicted the other, some yeah. of the other books. Yeah, but you took, you know, you took everything good and you put it in the Bible. So, you know, being of the religion and, and things like that, when I was, when I was in that, um, you know, it kind of makes you question, like, you want us to think everything is good and you want us to read everything that's good and then you want us to read the Old Testament, which is law, but you want to remove everything that you didn't believe was of God. Exactly. You can't do that. It goes all the way back to... Yeah. Who are we as men to yeah. tell another man? Well, yeah. it plainly states you don't don't modify the yeah. Word of God, right? Don't change yeah, the Word of God. I mean, you know, and that's I actually found a book, uh, and I sadly I've had it for a while now. I've not got to get into it, but it was... Uh, and once again, it's translated. So yeah. I mean, you lose it's a hard, lot, man. You, you lose, lose a whole lot, lot through translation. It was uh, books from uh, uh, the Dead Sea Scrolls. Oh yeah, that's what and I'm so talking about. So that was like the oldest Aramaic. Yeah, what it's wrote. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean, like I said, I would. I'm really excited to read it, but I'm also conflicted because of like the information we shared with you guys before on the podcast about uh, you know the inconsistencies in like the New English version. Or is that what it's called? Yeah, or New International New version? Yeah, there's uh, a whole bunch. Uh, yeah, I can't keep up with it. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it, just, just in those alone, those different variations from uh, the – was it the – what do they call that uh, that Luke told me? It was like the major text or something like that. Yeah, the, yeah. The minority text. text yeah, and that, yeah. I mean, it's just – it well, makes you not – you don't know what to believe. Here's man. the thing. The Dead Sea Scrolls was written around 100 years after Jesus' crucifixion. 
Right. A lot of people don't realize that. At least, that. but it's at different times because the Gospels were written at different they all weren't written like 200 years later. One was right, done like, right. say, 100 years yes. after. One was like yes. 150. One was like. There was a four year, 400 year waiting period between the Old Testament and the New Period. Wow. And the thing is, the Dead Sea Scrolls are all written in Aramaic. The problem mm-hmm. with that is when they translated from Aramaic to Greek, there's so many words that does not match properly. Yeah. So there's where a lot of things are lost in translation as far as the English language, the Greek language. It, there's a lot of words that just don't yeah. – it's weird. It don't, it's and hard would, like to describe. Like You would imagine where we're, our language is so vast. You you know, think, it's, yeah. it's like we have like 20 words for, for every one word of mm, another yeah, language. Yeah. But at the same time, it's amazing how like you take a language so simplistic as like Aramaic. You know, yeah, yeah, Aramaic. Yeah. And it's been around it, for thousands and, of and years. And we can't put words on it that – we can't translate that it properly. justly, you know, describe what they're exactly. saying, you know, um, you know, that's like Dolores can spoke about in her, in her past life regression sessions that she had done early in her career in the sixties, seventies. And I'm sure she had this come through later on, you know, she would always do, always do the audio recordings under hypnosis mm-hmm. for the past life. But she said on several occasions, what it really took her by surprise was people was speaking a, she knew it was a type of Aramaic, but she couldn't really, she didn't speak Aramaic, but she knew that, you know, it was a style of Aramaic, so when she took these these audio recordings to professors from different universities, they would look to her like, "Where'd you get this at?" She's like, "What do you mean?" She's, you know, I did this under hypnosis, and they, my client had spoke this language, and they're like, "There's no way." Who the fuck are you? Yeah, they said, "Who the fuck are you?" Conor McGregor busted in. Who the fuck is this um, guy? And then like, Loris Cannon roundhouse his ass and said, "Get the fuck out!" And I took you to a past life. Now, anyways, I'm getting off on top. Loris McGregor. Loris McGregor, Cannon. Uh, but anyways. She said, you know, I, this stuff come through uh, a past life regression. And they said, there's no way because this language hasn't been spoken in thousands of years. Mm-hmm. So, do you, I mean, that's wild. So they're right there, and they couldn't fully translate what these people were saying. They knew yeah. there was words, but that goes back to the Dead Sea Scrolls, the Aramaic texts and stuff like that. Um, so I'm not saying nothing about the Bible being wrong. I'm just saying that I believe that the Bible, a lot of the stories are correct, a lot of the um, – a lot of the descriptions are pretty on point on a lot of things, but I can't fully say it's all on point personally because, like we've been saying, it was written 100, 200 years later, 400 years later. There's a lot of stuff lost. You know, that's like if I tell you, like they did a study one time. They had like 20 people in a row outside. The first person told part of this story, and they're supposed to pass it down 20 people later. The telephone game. Yes, that's what it's called, yep. And the story then. 20 people was totally off point. Mm-hmm. I got some buddies like it. Yeah. My buddy BJ's like it. <laughs> and motherfucker be talking about a fight we got into. I'm like, bro, no, it didn't, it didn't go that way. So, yeah, it did. I'm like, man, <laughs> it did not go that way. Yeah. Well, yeah. You need a microphone back here. Act like you can sit back here sipping, moderating our <laughs> podcast. But yeah, yeah. So, you know, yeah, it's easily lost in translation, is what the whole damn point was. And, uh, <laughs> But I'm with Lowe's, man. It's weird how those 13, uh, Dolores said there was up to like, what she was uh, told in hypnosis, like up to like 20 books. Yeah, some people say 22. Some yeah, 20, 22 13. books. And it was all beautiful books, she said, you know, when she had, they had relayed some of the information through hypnosis to her. It just They just didn't, it didn't go along with what they believed. I they know. just narrowed it down to what, 10? Yep. And, you know, you had King James Version. I'm guessing he was a king, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, at that and time. had it rewritten from I guess yeah, he what, was he was the one who gave the well King know, James is order. one of the most well known and and widely used ones 
Yeah, yeah. But um, some of the newer ones, the new international version and new English standard. Version. Yeah, new English standard. Oh. Like if you put it next to the King King James version, like there's obvious differences. That's like wild. You read to it me, verse man. to verse, and there's obvious differences. Do you, and they're just—I mean, they're not they even trans, stuff? They're not even translating from the they're original just, scriptures. They're just making it making it easier up? to understand different words. Well, here's yeah. the thing about the Bible, man. It's all symbolism. Like you can read one verse at one point in your life and come back ten years later and be going through a different thing in life, and you you take that whole verse differently. Fourteen mm-hmm. different fourteen different preachers could take the same verse and, and have fourteen different sermons. Exactly. Because you, you get what you take from it. That's what the mysterious thing about the Bible is to me. I feel it's a lot of symbolism. A lot of people take it as a literal word. but Well, Jesus is, you know, his teachings were all symbolic. I mean, uh, he did exactly like what these translations are trying to do and make it. He, he's trying to put things in a way that the simple mind could understand. Yeah. Yeah. And because they couldn't fathom the stuff he would, if he just told them outright how things work, oh, no. I mean, their minds would either be blown or they would just call BS and be yeah, like, I think I'm he's crazy. To what you have to say. He's fucking crazy. Did too. That's right. Killed him, man. So I'm mean, basically, it. yeah. Well, yeah. And I mean, so they're like, look, man, you know, we're, you're not the true son of God. You're blasphemous yeah. because yeah. no man, yeah. you know, is. I was reading a, an article about that since you spoke on that, but they said um, in Jesus' time, there was over a hundred different uh, self claiming prophets in Bethlehem at that moment. Like the moment that Jesus was crucified, it spoke of themselves being the Son of God and the righteous one that was sent from heaven. That's wild to think that. I think one of the reasons, too, that makes Jesus so legitimate and why I feel personally for my point that he is, you know, the, the true Lord and Savior of mankind is just because, like, it wasn't. I guess recent, it, it was recent history, like I said earlier about something else I was talking about, but like when you look at the grand scheme of things, like 2,000 years ago seems like, you know, it's a long time, but yeah. it's still sort of recent when you're looking at like millions of oh, years yeah. or however long mankind has been here. Oh, yeah. We were actually able at that time to properly write down the events that were going on. We were writing down historical things. So we were able to take note of the things that he did, things yes. that he taught, places he went, people he talked to. We were able to validate those things. Yeah, he was a real guy for sure. Yeah, we were able to validate his existence. We were able to validate where he said he were, you know, where they claimed he was. Yeah, man, that'd be awesome uh, to go over there and walk them streets. The, the sermons, you know, that he taught, where they were at, like those are actual physical locations where th- certain things actually happened, where he was crucified. The fact that he never did backtrack on his, you know, no, on he, his word that he, you know, that I'm even here to, even dying on the cross yeah. through all the struggle and pain. He never said that I'm. I'm a false prophet no. or that I'm not the son of God. Right. Take me down. You know, he said till the end, you know, he yeah. was the son of God. Yeah. And I mean, he even told the other two, you know, guys there like, you know, yeah, you know, they, they were asking, you know, they, they, they realized who he was and they, they believed as they, they believed, hung, as yeah. they hung there. And, and he, you know, he told them along the lines of like, you will be forgiven of your sins, yep. you know, because they repented. Yeah. And they was, they was hardcore criminals. Yeah. Yep. And they told him he was, they were believers of his and, they asked for forgiveness. That he made them a believer, uh, just by the way he conducted himself. Just couldn't hanging. even look at these guys. Yeah, and just hanging. You know. Yep. I mean, and, and he made the Roman soldiers believers. You know, even when they put that spear through his lungs and he drew his ground last trembled. breath, and they then the ground trembled. They realized, wow, we just killed the Son of God. So, man, that is. I would love to go visit that area, man. Yeah. Could you imagine that? How surreal it would be being there, mm-hmm. doing a podcast on top of what was it Calvary Hill? Yeah. So they call that man. I've watched a lot of shows about that area. 
I actually watched some stuff on the Dead Sea Scrolls in uh, the city of Qumran and the Essenes not long ago, and it was pretty interesting. The Essenes. The Essenes. Isn't that who uh, I was talking about earlier? Oh yeah, the one that had like the well, they weren't really they weren't really like Jewish. A, they were like a community. Okay, they are. There was a community to themselves on the edge of the Dead Sea. They, they might have been the same group. They might have not been though. Right, but. and they think that the Essenes is the ones that had written all the Dead Sea Scrolls because the Dead Sea Scrolls was found in all the caves around Qumran. Um, it's weird though. Do you know like a lot of the burials are? You're always facing east usually, with the sunrise. They was facing south. Every grave they found at Qumran was facing south for some reason. But there was almost like a secret society. You had to be well-trusted for them to teach you anything. And it was stated, some people believe that Jesus and John the Baptist stayed in Qumran for some time and was taught by the Essenes. And through regression, on the book I'm reading, um, Jesus and the Essenes, right over here in the chair that Dolores had, her first regression book she wrote was a girl that was regressed back in time to the time of the Essenes. And this whole book's based around a year a uh, year worth of sessions they did with this girl. And she was regressed back to this guy named Sudi, which was one of the uh, Essenes from Qumran. And he's one, he ended up being one of the teachers of Jesus, a young Jesus. And he said, Jesus, I read the, the chapter where they said Jesus was, you could tell he was different. You could tell there was something special about Jesus for sure. And that he believed he was the son of God also. Hmm. So it's pretty wild because a lot of the things that the Essenes had, um, they're uh, certain like um, things that they had done their beliefs and, and Jesus kind of translated through yeah. like the baptismal stuff that scenes did that stuff first. Yeah. Supposedly. Now, I don't know. We wasn't around 2000 years ago, but anyways, that's where the past life regression that's wild, comes man. in. Exactly. Which I need to do it one day. I need to get done with my classes and regress everybody in the room. I've been trying to, I know I'm just going, I've been practicing bro. Like how I'm going to speak and everything to get you relaxed and get you in the mood for some regression. You know, so we can do it. However, <laughs> It's not over, bro. That's, that's not exactly how I want my regression is to like yeah, that's, <laughs> get me prepared, like telling me like I'm trying to get you in the mood. Get you in the mood. We can do it however. And just listen to my manly, bassy voice. Yeah. Close your eyes and take a deep breath. Get yourself up. in your safe spot. You got your uh, chloroform voice on. Now I'm going to slip this this towel over your face. You will pass out slowly. Damn, bro. <laughs> Woof us for real. Just take a sip of this drink with this roofle in it. <laughs> God. Don't drink the Kool Aid, Jim Jones. Jim, yeah, that was crazy. Jim Jones, Mike Jones. Who? Oh, Mike Jones. Who? Mike Jones. No, no, no Who? it's Jim Jones. Jim Jones. I was, I was kidding. Oh, I, said, no. I was like, what? Hold on here. The there really was a rapper. Jim Jones was there. Yeah, I wonder if he named. He had to name himself after that. Because I made a joke about Mike Jones. Yeah, he was a rapper. Yeah, Mike you know, Jones. You say, you say who? Mike Jones. Yeah. You know, oh, Lord, he got. But there really was a Jim back Jones. Then they didn't want me. <laughs> And he never got on the podcast. Y'all so, on me, old school rapper. But anyway, shifting gears, we got the religion, uh, religion type uh, subjects, which ain't nothing wrong with it. I, I really think that's a cool subject to bring up because it just blows my mind how many lives have been lost over religion, man. When we're all wanting to go to a same type of place, I can't say a Muslim's wrong for what he believes. I can't say a Mormon's wrong for what they believe. I mean, I don't know. You know what I mean? Everybody could be right. Who knows? You believe there's seventy two virgins up there for you? Not for me, no. No, I don't believe that part. I believe there's 72 virgins up there for them. Maybe goats. <laughs> no, God. <laughs> I mean, it's Anyways. however, bro. No, it's however, you get it, Whatever gets you there. Um, <laughs> oh, God. You know, you know I, to me, though, not to keep doing all this stuff, but, like, 
when you when you hear the seventy two virgins thing, to me, that just sounds so. That's like a dude was like, what well, sounds really. Why like, 72? What, what would make these dudes want to go do something crazy and like, like be willing to kill themselves? Shit, huh? The shit like, you do for pussy, I'm telling you, man. Yeah. What's do for some pussy? I don't know about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. They're just like, man, what, what would make this guy like strap his bomb to his chest and like run in there real quick? And that's true, true man. That's true. two virgins that I can't even feel. How you, you, you can't even feel. Who shit. said anything about not feeling them, man? Dude, you get the whole deal. You're dead, bro. You get the whole deal in jihad heaven. You did jihad heaven. You can't <laughs> get some of that damn virgin JJ v- v- supposedly up there. Get that camel jockey yeah. stuff, man. That's just that is weird. Like I ain't knocking the religion on that part, but that is kind of different to me. Uh, my brother's <laughs> it's kind of different to me, bro. I don't it's know about it. To me. Um, <laughs> I mean, my brother said he you wrote it, some. However, you know, my brother said he read some of the Quran, and uh, he says it's actually very peaceful. But you got them extremists. That's the thing, dude. It it's very you, peaceful. It makes you feel peaceful. It's like a meditation to them, yeah. which turns them into fucking killers. You know, a lot like, of them. I not like, all, but a lot. Yeah, I can see like being a Buddhist monk or like I couldn't some I Hinduism can't, being can't like talk. <laughs> that ain't comfortable to you. That ain't peaceful. Not talking. I got to run my fucking mouth. That's peaceful to you. Hell yeah. Because I don't want to talk. We're yeah, on a right. fucking podcast, bro. I can talk to y'all. <laughs> no, like, I don't know. That's in the, yeah. No, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like that. Uh, I enjoy my uh, my quiet time, man. That's my time. To well, me. speaking of meditation, though, like, do you guys think it really takes you to a different, like. I think it takes you to a different place within your own mind. And I think the spiritual aspect of it is whether or not you. I think you, I don't know, man. I think you have to align with your, whatever it is that you. Man, I've tried meditation. And I just can't get myself relaxed enough, me, man. Dude, I can't. You just can't get your mind slowed there, down enough. Dude, here's the hardest part that I found with that stuff is not falling asleep. That's yeah. it. Because when you do get really relaxed, it's the first thing you want to do. And you, you know? can't fall asleep. Meditation and falling asleep, you just ruined it. Yeah. Or you didn't really ruin it because, I mean, there's a good part of it unless you yeah. have a nightmare or something stupid. Well, uh, going to sleep, you lose control of the meditation. Right. Yeah, you're not you, The whole, the whole beneficial aspect of it is now gone. I, I think with meditation and hypnosis, you're on – your subconscious mind's on the brink of taking over, but your conscious mind's still in control. Some yeah. it's like it's like it's on cruise control a little bit. Like it's yeah. jo- like I don't know, man. It's you need, weird. You honestly need to meditate like first thing in the morning when you're rested. Like not first thing, real like, peaceful, yeah. Because you you know you'll go right back to sleep. But I mean like get up, get a shower, get ready, and then go meditate for thirty minutes. How do you start doing that? I've been lifting weights and slinging iron around lately. That's your meditation, man. That's it, though. That's what I'm saying. Different. I mean, there's different levels. There is, but, but I just, I just can't. I've tried. I think it's whatever works for you. Yeah, silence is a killer to me, man. Honestly, that's really? when my mind yeah. starts. My demons take over, bro. dude. For real, my, my, my yeah, my demons, huh? dude. The ones that the ones that try to pull me back, like, bro, you ain't doing shit. I I catch myself like with the radio not on halfway to Williamsburg. And I'm like, just thinking about damn, shit. We ain't got bring demons here for me to tell you that, bro. Negative thoughts, huh? What'd you say? I said, we ain't got to bring demons in here for you to tell you that. Oh, well, true. You ain't doing shit. I ain't doing shit. I ain't nothing. It's whatever, though. But yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. with you, though. I'm it's the same way. It's, it's weird how, like, your mood can switch at the flip of a dime, though, man. Like, you know, I think we're all a little bipolar in some sense, Dude, honestly, man. though, I feel like on that, when we're, on this conversation, like, I truthfully, here lately, no joke, like, I, specifically with my job. Yeah. Because there's been a lot of, like, not to dive into it, but a lot of uh, disgruntled, Feelings right. at my job for for other reasons, various reasons, various reasons, and like I've kind of like renewed like my sense of uh, gratitude That's and, good, and and being thankful for where I'm at and oh, doing yeah. what I'm doing, doing what I'm doing. 
I mean, and then just taking it like one day at a time and like just being, you know, uh, in the moment more. That's what you got to do, man. And like just trying Capture to capitalize on being better, like focusing on myself. But but to get, to get to my point, though, I think like the way you feel, like especially if you're going to meditate, whatever meditation is to you, whether it's lifting weights, whether it's listening to music, just chilling. Yeah. I think that you need to have it in your mind also that you are in a good mood, that you're in a good place. It makes you feel good. It puts you in a different state of mind. That's what it's all about. Oh, yeah. If you want to listen to, like, uh, you know, inspirational, motivational speeches and stuff, and it puts you in your in your zone, Yeah. I think the longer that you can stay in that zone continually, that is, like, progress in the gym. For instance, like, say you start lifting weights, and you can do 135 on the bench press for 10 reps, and that's it. That's all you can get. That's me, bro. Okay, if you start to if you if you start to meditate, right? Yeah. Like, and so you get into your zone where you're you're feeling motivated, inspired, you're positive, upbeat, right? And you're wanting to like improve yourself. I think the longer that you can stay in that state is the same as if you're in the gym lifting 135 until you can do it 12 times, 15 times, yeah, 20. Exactly. Right? You see what I'm saying? Yep. You, you're training yourself to be a more positive person. By just staying in that zone longer and longer and longer. And I'm not saying to get to the point where yeah, you're it's just meditating. A it's a different type of training. You're training your mind yeah. over your body. I'm not saying like stay med- meditating for like 24 hours a day like a monk. But I'm saying like you will learn how to flip that switch. So when you find yourself, see like right now I struggle to just flip the switch. I kind of have to get myself in that groove. I might listen to music or something. I'm right. like whatever. But like eventually I want to get to the point where I can just hit the switch and I'm in a better mood. I, I like, I kind of wake myself up. I'm like, dude, sometimes you got to snap doing? out of shit. Yes. Yeah. And it, you know, as in a meditative state and like just really working on mind, your mind every day like that. Like there's times when man, shit just seems like that black cloud won't lift. Like you're having the worst day ever. But if you keep dwelling on that kind of mind frame, it's a choice. It's a choice, man. It, it's up to you. It's the power within yourself to yeah. change that. Thought. I know it don't seem that way, especially when you're dealing with some really heavy stuff. But believe it or not, man, truthfully, 100%, if we're just being factual about it, uh, with, you know, just down to physiology of, of the human mind. Like, it's nuts, man. You you can make that decision to be a happy person because you know those times when you're sitting around and you had a lot on your mind, man. You're just like, you're feeling yeah. kind of bogged down a little bit. You've just been worrying about a lot. You got a lot going on. You're physically, mentally stressed. And then something like makes you, like, you're, say you're scrolling through your phone or something, right? And you come across a video, a photo, a post, something, it takes your mind off of it for a minute. Oh, and then yeah. you snap back and you're like, what was I mad about again? Exactly. What was I like? It's always the simple shit. And I was in a bad too. mood. What was that again? And then you hate to even do it, but you're like, you you remember, you know in your mind that there was something that had you in a bad mood, right? Oh, yeah. And then you remember it and you're like, damn, that's what it was. I still got to go do whatever it was that you were dwelling on, right? Yeah. Yes. Like, see what I'm saying? It's a choice. You it can is. hit that switch and you can think of it differently, look at it from a different perspective. Like, Greatness is made from, from hard, hard times, man. And Adderall. And, that too, that too. No, I prefer <laughs> I prefer Adipex. I prefer Adipex. DMT. Got Adderall, Adipex. You got uh, nicotine. Talked about that. Caffeine. That's one, that's one of those potent that drugs that's nicotine if used correctly. They actually say that it actually helps your mind. Yeah, I'm not saying go here and smoke cigarettes. I'm saying uh-huh. like you can chew nicotine gum. Yeah. Or you know. snort some raw nicotine powder. This podcast is brought to you by Keto Bar, <laughs> the vape of the future. <laughs> Plug right there. Um, but yeah, I tell you what, I've been doing lately, man. I've been doing, now this is kind of out there. I've been trying some different shit, bro. Like, Lux looks over me like, what the fuck you been trying? But uh, I've been putting my earbuds in, man. When I go to sleep and listen to my binaural binaural beats beats and like certain affirmations, they speak over certain like 
428 hertz. So cleaning yeah, your soul. I was about soul. to say, so 428, so there's 445. Yeah, there's some weird, weird. It's always like yeah. the four or something like that. It's times. supposed to be like all different. Yeah, so things. I just put my earbuds in, man, and just like let some affirmations play. I don't know what's going to do shit. Now, they <laughs> say you got to be careful with those. They say in the background, at a very low, almost inaudible tone, that they could throw in some really like. That's what worried me about that, Destructive man. things. I really, like, I wanted to, like, listen, like, two hours through that to make sure. Because I can make one shit. and in the background put a really low, like, you know, I could do some editing on that to where I'm like, you know, go kill yourself. Like, yeah, in the yeah. background. Go suck a dick. You know. Damn, bro. Catch monkey box. Shit like that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I should have said something but, like, yeah. but, no, you're serious. That's serious, you know. You know, that's also, like, back in the day, man, when they'd come out them albums that, like, you could play shit backwards. Yeah, yeah. I swear I'm making a fucking mind faction intro with some hidden messages in it. Y'all gonna have to decipher this shit out there, guys. Nothing cryptic, nothing crazy. Why we'll some hidden messages in that motherfucker? Why do it? It's just gonna hypnotize you to always keep coming. Well, back. Hypnotize you to make you come back, refer the podcast to multiple listeners uh, to do better in life and to uh, salivate out the mouth for the next episode. Yes, be hooked like um, a crack, junkie. dude. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna hook you like crack for the podcast, bro. Yeah, you're gonna be looking like that Dave Chappelle skit. Tyrone Biggums, is that it? Oh, yeah, yeah. You got any more of them episodes? We're going to name one episode Fentanyl and Heron. It's going to have you hooked, bro. But, um, but yeah, man, I think it's, you know, a lot of people work out physically, and that's awesome. I think, But, man, your mind can conquer all things. Straight up, man. If you really put your mind to some shit, you can accomplish it. And I really beat myself up on that because – Honestly, to accomplish a lot of the things you really want to accomplish, there's got to be other certain elements in play. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't say I'm going to wake up next time. I'm going to be a millionaire next week. It don't I'm going to be like a pro that. athlete. Yeah. I'm going to be a bad son of a bitch and act in movies like The Rock. Uh, however, you know? if you – Yeah, but that gets you in the mindset to move in that direction. Yes. Yeah. Affirmations, and yeah. That's like, you know, if you if you aim for perfection, you're sure to attain excellence. That's true. Because that's true. we're never going to be able to attain perfection. Never. But in shooting for perfection, you can't attain excellence. There is a lot of people, though, you'll meet that's very full of themselves that think they're just, that, that's it, man. I'm the shit. You know what I'm saying? But well, I, you, those people really don't elevate because well, they think they're the shit. But, you already. know, there are times, though, there are people who I feel if they didn't have the certain state of mind they had, that cockiness or whatever, yeah. they wouldn't have attained the level of that's true. achievement that they would have in their life at, the, at that time if they didn't have that. That I attitude, that. you know what I mean? It's like a fine line. Mike Tyson, bro. Oh yeah. You're you know they said before, example, dude. It said Tyson before he went in all his fights, he was scared to death. Yeah, yeah. But he never showed it. Never showed it. That motherfucker was cocky. You got to put that game face on. He did a lot of coke though. Oh, you know he did. He's gonna eat people's children and shit. <laughs> yeah. Damn. 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 What What was your like life goal as a child? What was your You know what I wanted yeah, Leah, let's get into this Okay A lot of people ask me about How I become a tattoo artist We can get into that too in a little while but And I'm going to ask everybody else What they wanted to be That's a badass question, Los You know, honestly This is wild um, When I was a kid I wanted to be a fighter pilot Like I wanted to fight, uh, fly fighter jets That like was that was. I don't know why That was always in me For some reason huh? And maybe in a prior life Hell, if I had a prior life I could have been a pilot Or some shit I don't know but I remember I went to the Wright-Patterson Air Force Base multiple times as a kid because I really wanted to go check it all out. That's where I got to see the badass SR-71. That's a good – so what was yours, Lowe's? Did I always want to be a chef? Be a chef? Yeah. Hell yeah. Cool. I Man, I love cooking. I just – I need to be a little better, but it's fun to cook. What about uh-huh. you? 
Man, mine is the most vague because I never really truly figured out what I wanted to be when I grew up. But I did know, and this sounds so corny probably, like it sounds so cliche, but truthfully deep down, like I wanted to be a leader of some sort on any level. Like I wanted to try to set an example. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like whether that meant like, and it didn't just mean like, uh, you know, maybe someone in government, maybe even like to be a figure, like a public figure. Yeah. But I felt like I had the tools to be able to speak, you know, do public speaking. Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel like I had the, the morality and, you know, the, uh, integrity to to be someone oh, that yeah, people yeah, could man. look up to that kids could look at and say you know i kind of want to aspire to be like be him. more like him you know yeah. and like and that that was really kind of what but i didn't know what that thing was and, and truthfully man like it's hard to grasp man. yeah you don't know what it is that you're so spread out because you don't know that that can uh, that can be anything you being know a kid I mean? is man i miss it it's crazy because your mind's everywhere about stuff like that yeah what about I you mean, ron you? mine changed a little bit but like straight I, out straight I, out the womb to what you want to be most of my childhood, I've, something to do with cars. I wanted to. I, I love racing cars. My grandpa raced cars. My yeah, my uncle raced cars. Like, and um, mom went. Um, you know, it was like instilled in you. Dad and mom kind of met through that, and um, so it was always something with something to do with cars or racing cars or something like that. It makes you but, wonder though, in a prior life, what if we what if we did a regression? Killed with some kind of big ass politician or like a leader back in like the damn Revolutionary War. You was some badass fucking chef from you know France or some shit. You were like the presidential like, and I was flying chef. fucking like Wright Brothers planes and shit and crashing into mountains and shit. <laughs> he was Ryan the he was, was the like, Vinci, like drawing blo- uh, drawing blueprints for like the helicopters. <laughs> Ryan was racing shit, you know, or you know, that's I'd weird to think. I would have to be a little a little younger than you guys though. Yeah, because yeah. r- racing didn't. You could have been racing horses. They raced all exactly. kinds of shit back in the day. Chariots. Chariots. Yeah, you can fucking race chariots. As I got older, mu- uh, music came in a lot. Yeah. And that could have been something. I ain't saying we all got That could have been from another life. You know, How crazy is that? That is he, crazy. He could have been both of those in one life. They state that a lot of people can have multiple past lives, man, and those past hey. lives can draw you to what you want to in this life. I got a question for you since What's you're up? kind of more into that stuff. So do you feel that, like, with the past life regression, like the people that you have around you, the souls that – or in your life, your parents, your friends, yeah. do you feel as if they place us, and I say they, I shouldn't say that, I should say like, I guess, you know, like God, when you're looking yeah, the at higher power. when you're looking at like that, if you believe in that stuff, like, yeah. do you feel that God places us back in this world yes, in a different life around the same souls that we encountered in the past life, but we just don't recognize each other? Yes, and, I, and I'll break this down, multiple, multiple hypnosis, um, you know, hypnotist has stated the same thing even dolores you had a uh, the guy who wrote the other book over here i forgot what his name is uh michael newton he stated the same thing also is that we're all reincarnated and incarnated in this world with souls that we've priorly prior previously been in in lives with mm-hmm. and all these people through hypnosis state this and what it is is like so me and you and all of us are friends in this life here but in a prior life you may be my brother you may be my enemy and the reason we're close in this life so we get to really, really know each other's real soul. And the reason why I asked that is because I'd spoken before about a, uh, a co-worker that, who actually does listen to our podcast, and he's really into the past. He's actually been regressed. I spoke about that. I'd like to get that. him on here. Uh, he actually said that in his regressions that his wife was his partner in, in a, a past life. life. Yes, that happens a lot. 
And so it's, it's pretty crazy to think that. And it's almost out, it's not outlandish because I mean when you when you get into that that area of thought, well, who's to say what's crazy and what isn't? They also can say that you could be twin twin flame souls. So that means you're like yeah. truly binded you're drawn together. to that person. Yes. I'll give you a mind trip. Give what if like you're in a past life, your mom, like her like her soul, yeah. your mom was actually your daughter. That can happen. Or your granddaughter. Or she's they your granddaughter. Roles and like previous great. lives can switch dramatically in the next life. Yeah. Like you were your parents' parent. Yes. And what it is a lot of times you're trying to bar- burn off karmic or karmic energy that may have been bad from a prior life. So like maybe me and you was enemies and we hate each other. We, we may have killed each other in a prior life, but the greater power put us in this life together to let us truly know that we was we're both good people. Like what if that's what happens that's whenever you know that like shit, a, man. you hear parents say, "I never knew true love until I laid my eyes on my child when they were born." Oh yeah. What if that's because like that was because like that was your kid in a past life, or what if? The people who seem to be able to just throw their kids away, put them up for adoption, have no feeling at all towards them. What if that was their enemy? Well, that's true. And they say in the in next life, they will have to pay that karmic energy off. So the kid, like my real dad, just shit on us, basically. You know what I'm saying? But in the next life, he may be done the same way because he, he failed. May be, he may in be this your life. enemy that you. Yes. And, and the reason we may have failed out in this life because maybe we was enemies in a prior life and we just can't get along. So you regress into this, and it was a more intimate, more personal situation. Yeah. And now it's like, you know, it's, it's a little closer. In my book. Some Stranger Things stickers yeah. in my uh, regression book here. That's cool. Kind of it's, like some Pokemon characters. Y'all need to check out this book, though, man. Like, uh, I bought this one up at Somerset, um, the bookshop in the mall. It's called Journey of Souls. Michael Newton, he pa- fortunately passed away, but he was also a past life regressionist. The thing was, he didn't, he didn't believe in past life regression back in the day. He wouldn't even believe in God. But when he started discovering this stuff, man, it changed his whole outlook on life. Pretty wild, man. Let's see if I can get something in here. Just kind of see. Let's see. There was one I read in here. Let's so, see this. Like, okay, I want to let you touch on that. I'll go ahead and speak. I'm just going to find this. Well, real this is kind of like off the wall a little bit. Like, you know, there are people out there that, you know, like, I don't know, people that don't believe in anything, you know, do you feel that they dabble with other like a Ouija board, for instance. To my, you, like the hypnosis people or like the hypnotic stuff? No, just people who don't are like, would be like atheists. They dub themselves as atheists, right? Right. You feel like maybe they're just kind of like us, except for they just choose to not believe in anything. They choose to sort of not be so much atheists as they are like uh, agnostic. Uh, because of the, like, it's, whereas we choose to believe, you know what I mean? You, you think that's what that is? Because that's always kind of dumbfounded me that like there's people who are like, Oh, I don't believe anything exists, but then I'm going to dabble with this other like. It's called naturally. It's like they don't want to admit it, but they are curious, right? I, th- I think that's a a public versus private kind of thing, yeah. uh, right? You know, and and what I've found being in in the religious field for a while it, is that a lot of people really just kind of do that to be in an argumentative space. You know, it's right. it's just Maybe. simply because they they like. The debate that—that's like what the gets them the rise, you know. Yeah, and it's not that they don't actually believe in it because they're—they're they're all curious about it. Everybody's curious about they're, it. They're agnostic. Right. They don't know what to believe. Right. 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 So, so in private, we're playing with a Ouija board, but in public, we're like, nah, I ain't shit about religion, dude. I don't—I don't, I don't right. believe in it or anything yep. like that because the debate is what keeps them going. Mm-hmm. You know, I can come to you and debate with you and argue with you, and it just gives us something to conversate about. It's so crazy to I me. I believe that. 
it's so crazy to me uh, how, like, speaking of Ouija boards, how that's such a prominent thing in 21st century culture. Still. 2022, and we're still talking about Ouija boards. Like Do you guys know where derived from, from the, the Ouija board original? The Egyptians. The Chinese designed the Ouija board over 2,000 years ago to contact dead relatives. Yeah. They thought they could channel their certain energies. Like, they believe, and still to this day, Chinese, and a lot of the, a lot of the Asian cultures believe that we have a chi, a certain internal energy that we can focus if we really focus it. Like, almost like meditation. Did you hear about those Japanese temples where, like, they put telephones up there? That are disconnected. They're not connected to anything. And you go up there and you get the phone. And they believe that those are portals. Portals. And I'm looking at Garrett right now because Garrett and I believe there's portals in every yes. active location. That there's every like haunted a, place or a, a vortex. They move yeah. through it somehow. And But they believe that these telephones, that these temples allow them to... It gives them closure. But they also truly feel that they can sort of get their word across... To their their loved ones, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah. I don't know. And then you know they they think those temples are sacred and that they see beings. I, I would I wouldn't go there. I'm too. I'm like, nah. I'm good with that. <laughs> I used to watch those Netflix series of people that would like go to somebody and they would they would talk to the dead for them. Yeah. Like I'm weird, man. So yeah. So like a like a psychic. I, I mean, I don't really know. I mean, it is like a psychic, but I don't think that was medium. The name. Yeah, like yeah. Medium. yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I'm kind of weird about like, and like I just said, people be like, man, can we just say he wouldn't go somewhere where there's ghosts? Like, you know, but like, here's my thing. I'm super weirded out by like the Asian, the Asian culture is ancient. Very ancient. And, and I feel like they dabble with like demonic, like, I don't know about that, man. That stuff, it, it's trippy, man. Like, seriously, it's funny. But at the same time, like, you you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a different level of spiritualism and like paranormal manifestations. There is. And I feel like you could get some bad juju on you over there that they ain't nothing like what you could get here because our, our country, our nation's not old enough. Like what we're dealing with here isn't like ancient, hasn't been here for, unless we're talking about Native American culture. But we don't run into that a lot. Right. You know, uh, but whatever's going on over there, man, that place has been inhabited for thousands upon thousands of years. Thousands of years. And, dude, that, that stuff is a different element. Like that's, it's, I mean, I'm not saying I, I'll backtrack and say that I wouldn't, not do it like I would be down to do it, but I'd be very. To, I, I, it's I don't a know. different attachment. Yeah, I would be like, yeah, yeah. very hands off. I'd be, I'm here <laughs> if you want to do something. Nah, nah, uh, nah I'm here for it, but I'm like not here for it. You know what I mean? Right, those right. Attachments. You throw hard, some shit, and I'm probably gonna roll out. I'm gonna be like Joe Kennedy and Bobby Mackey's. You know, <laughs> I'm out, bro. <laughs> My Dwayne Stevens ain't coming in the parking lot. Damn. I'm acting real suspect. I'm Whoa, hot mic, hot mic. I'm like, bro, fuck it. Every time. But it does make you wonder, man. Like, a lot of these ancient religions also believe in a paranormal existence, you know, a, a, a supernatural. I mean, every every culture on earth does. Yeah. So you tell me there's some kind of solidity to that, man. I get a lot of people, I talk about ghost hunting, too, and they're like, oh, man, it's just all in your head. I'm like, well, how in the fuck did my X33 Sony night vision high definition Badass camera catcher then. Yeah, how did our digital voice recorder catch <laughs> right. footsteps that weren't there? Well, oh yeah. When yeah. when I, I look at when I look at that that sort of thing and <clears throat> to to hear somebody say that it's all in your head and stuff like that, that immediately brings up the question of if that's the case, how do demons have an effect on you then? You know, if it, if it truly is all in right. your head, right? How would demons have an effect on and a human? And you're talking about primarily possession. Yes. Well, or like not like just like, possession, because everybody talks oppression. about their demons. Oppression. And, right. Okay. Also, oh, you think like internally we have 
like spiritual battles within because everybody has a demon in them. Well, I mean, everybody is everybody is affected by the attachment. Yeah, the attachment to demons. Yeah. So, so you mean like there's like a you're talking about the physical uh, response to the like a demonic attack? Just evil in general, like not just not specifically a demon. I'm saying, you know, any because because in the Bible they talk about you know. You know, fighting your demons, fighting the yeah. demons. Like something and internal is affecting. Any, anything evil, it comes from Satan and his demonic spirit. Demonic spirits. So to say that that it's all in your head, that, that eliminates every bit of that. Right, right. So That's wild, man. I, Think it about just, it. Yeah. Weird, man. I um, I can never say it's all in it's all in I the wanna head. read y'all this out of this book, um, the Michael Newton book, Journey of Souls. This one, it's on page 10, case number two, he states. This one really is pretty wild. So he regressed this person back to a prior life. Now, check this out. I'm going to say Dr. N for that. Of course, that's Dr. Newton. And S will be for the subject. So here's how he starts it out. Dr. N, are you in great pain from the arrow? The subject says, yes, with a pause. The point has torn my throat. I am dying. Subject begins to whisper while holding his hands at the throat. I am choking. Blood is pouring down. Will... The husband is holding me. The pain is terrible. I'm getting out now. It's over anyways. So that's under regression, man. Like these people are choking and like showing emotion. Um, this is what um, he also states. Um, Michael uh, Newton here does. It says, note right here. Souls often leave their human host moments before actual death when their bodies are in great pain. Who can blame them? Question mark. Nevertheless, they do stay close by the dying body. After the calming techniques, I raise this subject from the subconscious to the super conscious level for the transitioning to the spiritual memories. These dudes are also, I got to get on these levels, bro, for hypnosis. So Dr. M, he states, all right, Sally, you have accepted being killed by these Indians. Will you please describe to me the exact sensation you feel at the time of death? The subject states, like, dot, 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 a force of some kind pushing me up out of my body. This shit's wild, dude. Like... So people that don't believe in hypnosis and she's like, how do these people like explaining these super yeah. detailed things? It's like not like you dream about this shit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So Dr. N states, pushing you out where? Question mark. The subject says, I'm ejected out of the top of my head. Dr. N, and what pushes you out? The subject says, well, me. That's wild, man. Dr. N, describe to me what me means. What does that thing that is in your in you look like going out of your head of your body? Pause. The subject says, pause is what it says here. Like a pinpoint of light radiating. Hmm. Do you think that's like something with another dimensional realm, like the, an energy source? Dr. N states, how do you radiate light? The subject says, from my energy, I look sort of transparent white, my soul. It's that's kind of, just deep, dude. It's kind of weird. Like, if people, I guess we've all been around someone who's like recently passed. Yes. Like, it's almost like you can feel the energy leave the room. Yes. It's like, no, nothing's there. I mean, there's sad, a, there's a literal energy. There's a reason why you can break your neck the you wrong life way force. and then you die immediately because there is a there's a small current of energy running through your spinal cord into it's all brain stem into your brain. But I'm not just talking about that. I'm talking like. 
the soul. Yeah, like it's almost like you know when you walk into a house, especially back in the day with the old CRT TVs, the big TVs, yeah, tube TVs. It. Feel it. You could hear it and feel the energy, the static, static. in the air. The tube you knew was there was a TV on yeah. when you walked in the door and you didn't have to see it. It's almost like you can sense just like how when we do this, you know, the ghost hunting thing. Like Garrett and I will walk in sometimes to a location and we will look at each other and, you know, we've done this numerous times to, you know, back and forth. You know, I may look at Garrett and say, man, I'm not really feeling much. And he'll, he, he uh, validates what I'm yeah, saying. I'm like, yeah, I don't feel, I don't feel anything either. Really relaxed yeah. environment is. Then there might be a time when he will like, I feel something and the hair on my arm stands up. You get those goosebumps. And then Garrett would turn to me and say, man, do you feel that? Yeah. And like Corey didn't even yeah. relay to me what he was right, feeling. It's yeah. a natural on edge feeling. Yeah. Like or as soon Garrett as you would walk just in. Turn. And Losey was in the house he had known with me when we went. He felt the house get colder. He felt certain energies, didn't you? Yeah. And then it just left. Yeah, yeah. he experienced how we always said the house known it's it's it gone cold. instantly yeah, it's gone. Just, it's just done. And dude, the the frigid cold is like to the bone. And you can almost feel a breeze when there's yeah. no breezes in this house. Yeah. And, and we it, take Ryan up in there. Man, one night. it makes every hair in your body stand up, man. Mm-hmm. Yep. And this is what's crazy. And I know we're I going go down back. this rabbit hole, but like, um, but we'll, let's continue with this, and I'll jump back into that because <laughs> I don't want to get too. Far I love conversation. I'm not going. I'm not going to bore y'all too much with this, but this is no, very yeah, interesting to me. You know, under hypnosis, it's crazy that your mind's not really working they say your subconscious mind's coming through so okay dr n states and does this energy light stay the same after leaving your body the subject pause i seem to grow a little as i move around dr n says in your light if your light expands then what do you look like now the subject now this is wild bro this is like almost like an orb a wispy string hanging Almost like a hair, like you know, like a wispy. Well, think about the back to the house and know when that thing moved down your body. Yeah, you know, what I mean that 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 apparition or whatever we As call that it. Or moved it. Yeah, it makes you tail, wonder. Like a, yeah. Um. Then Doctor In states, and what does the process of moving out of your body actually feel like to you? The subject says, "Well, it is as if I shed my skin, peeling a banana. I just lose my body in one swoosh." Hmm. That's wild. Dr. Anna says, is the feeling unpleasant? Question mark. The subject, oh no, with an exclamation point. It's wonderful to feel free with no more pain, but I am disoriented. I didn't expect to die. And then in quotations, a sadness is creeping into my client's voice, and I want him to stay focused on his soul for a few more minutes rather than what is taking place on the ground with his body. Because he's still looking over his body. So you get these people have these near-death experiences, man. They explain these same kind of events, but they're brought back. Somehow their their energy source, like you're talking about, when they when somebody dies, they, somehow they can then bring it back, man. It's wild to think. Um, Dr. Ian, I understand, Sally, you're feeling a little displaced at the moment as a soul. This is normal in your situation for what you have just gone through. Listen and respond to my questions. You said you were floating and you were able to move freely right after your death. The subject, it is strange. It's as if I'm suspended in the air that isn't air. There are no limits, no gravity. I'm weightless. To me, that states you're an energy source. Yeah. An orb, man. You know what I'm saying? Like an orb, like a like a, a ball of energy or something. Um, Dr. Ian, you mean it's sort of like being in a vacuum for you. Kind of like space, you know? Yeah. Um, Sally states, yes, nothing around me is a solid mass. There is no obstacles to bump into. I'm drifting. So she's, I guess, ascending now. Right. Dr. N states, can you control your movements? Where are you going? 
yes, I can do some of that, but there is a dot, 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 a pulling into a bright whiteness. It is so bright with explanation point. Dr. N, is the intensity of the whiteness the same as everywhere? Subject, brighter, away from me. It's a little darker white, gray. It's in the direction of my body. The subject starts to cry. Through hypnosis, you're over here like weeping and shit. This is nuts. Oh my, my poor body. I'm not ready to leave yet. Subject pulls back in his chair as if he is resisting something. That's nuts to me, dude. Um, I'm going to read just a couple more. But anyways, I like this book. Y'all need to read it. Dr. N, it's all right, Sally. I'm with you. I want you to relax and tell me if you're for, if the force that took you out of your head at the moment of death is still pulling you away and can you stop it? The subject pauses. When I was free of my body, the pulling was lessened. Now I feel a nudge drawing me away from my body. I don't want to go yet, but something wants me to go soon. Dr. N, I understand, Sally, but I suspect you're learning to have some element of control how would you describe this thing that is pulling you now this is wild the subject states a dot 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 kind of magnetic force but i want to stay a little longer man that's nuts bro Mm -hmm. and there's i mean this whole book's full of stuff like that i mean this guy did a lot of case studies so basically that entire book is just based on these different like studies and different basically like Dolores's was you know um and it's here's the thing about that you got Michael Newton doing these regressions. You got Dolores Cannon doing these regressions. Back then, they didn't know each other. This was like taboo. A lot of people weren't doing this kind of stuff. But they correlate so well together. Dolores' hypnosis sessions, that a lot of this was the kind yeah, of same yeah, stuff. you were able to jump into this book and understand what was going on exactly. based on what you learned from Dolores. Yeah, there's the Jesus in the Scenes book. That right. book's really interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I don't know. You know, um, we've got on some wild subjects tonight. Um, Dolores also stated that the possession is not a real thing. She states that everybody in hypnosis says you cannot truly be possessed, but you know, we're taught that you can be. Mm-hmm. I do feel like, I, I don't know about that. I can't agree with that because I feel oppression is a huge thing. I do feel like you could be oppressed. There's a huge difference between oppression and, and, possession. and possession. I think what she's stating is you can't fully be taken over. Right. They can affect you. Yes. I, especially from a physical standpoint, but I don't feel like they could fully uh, mentally Psychologically, uh, maybe take they persuade over you, yeah, like to do bad things uh, or drugs, and, and, and just like, like you know, what I mean, I think also I mean, some uh, you could proper 12, you could invite them in to manipulate you possibly mm. and be the pilot, you know what I mean? Like, hey, I'll be co pilot, yeah, you would have you, to actually yes. give up control, basically. Uh-huh. Yeah, now you, you think about this, guys, all the cases of possession that I've ever looked into, it's always when somebody's at a very low point in life. Or they're very weak, like mentally at the moment. Mm. It's almost like your guard, like your soul has a guard on it to keep those kind of negative entities out of your soul space, I guess you would call it, within your body. But it seems like, you know, our buddy Josh Edwards, super good guy. You know, I felt when I moved to my house, Corey, like, you know, we've experienced some stuff in there. Um, When we first moved there, there's been two people pass away in my home um, before I bought it. But I felt the first couple months I stayed there, something was oppressing me, man. I was in a raw mood a lot. And I ain't going to say that now it's gone all the way. Because I've noticed, man, sometimes when I leave my house, my mood lightens tremendously. Mm -hmm. And it's weird to me. My house has never been blessed. I think I should probably bless it, honestly. Mm -hmm. You've heard, you heard, man, we we encountered something in my house, guys, on the spirit box that sounded pretty malevolent. It did. Remember that? It did, yeah. It it was pretty dark. Um, I really don't remember... 
Because we only did it that one time. That's been years back now. Yeah, like four, like three or four years ago. Three or four years ago. Um, but yeah, like whatever came across, I do remember. Uh, I didn't sounded. Too, I didn't have too good of a, a vibe. Yeah, uh, from it didn't that. sound. It, it wasn't anything. Because uh, we did video, and you can hear me go off on it. I'm like, you ain't allowed to be here, right? And I think that maybe might have helped, but then I again, do. I don't know. But I'm telling you, man, I like this is weird. I end up like not long after I moved to my house. It's like my immune system bottomed out. I caught shingles. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like something was draining me, and I and I contacted Ed. And that's really weird because I don't very is, man. Isn't shingles more prone for people who are older? older? Yeah, like that. I went to a doctor and they said you don't see it much in people your age. It's usually your body, like your immune system bottoms out. Like almost like you had mono. Yes, that right there flipped me out. I was like, and then I was already having these. Like I wasn't having like some Amityville Horror House. It's fucking, almost like someone was oppressing their. Yeah, they're trying health issues upon you. That's possible too. I didn't think about that. But Ed stated he was like, bro, he said when I came back from um overseas from fighting and you know the war and stuff, he's like, I was oppressed at a house I stayed in. He said, uh, for weeks, man, it was just like I was just drained, dude. I couldn't like go on, man. He had somebody bless him and pray over him and like it helped him. But he said, when I explained what was going on, he said, You know why they're wanting to oppress you? I said, why? He said, because um, you're the strongest in the house. If they can make you weak, they can get to the other people. I never really thought about that. I never did either. Yeah, it's always the head that goes first. Really? Mm-hmm. See, I didn't I didn't know that. It's yeah. true. I mean, even think about like the Amityville Horror, which a lot of people think that's all fictional. But if you really think about it, like the father of the household, he's the one who gets becomes oppressed. Yeah. And, and, and this entity that resides there, this negative entity, is trying to persuade him to kill his whole family. Oh, yeah. Because man. if they take him out then he can take out everybody else. That's it. Yeah. It makes you wonder, like, wonder about, you know, weird, dark possessions and dark yeah. energy. Okay, with, with since we're on the subject, I know we're kind of an hour in already, a little bit over it. We've been, I didn't know it went by that quick. Mm-hmm. But um, have you guys ever experienced um, sleep paralysis? Oh, yeah, 100%. You have? Yeah. Ryan, have you ever had that, Lowe's? No. Sleep paralysis, where you wake up and can't Not that move. I know of, anyway. Now, me, they try to, a lot of people try to state that it's just your mind waking up before your body. Hmm. But the both places I've had sleep paralysis at have been known haunted locations. To me, it's got to be something within that realm of dark energy, something trying to, I don't know, persuade you or trying to scare you, um, which I can get into mine maybe on a different podcast because mine goes a long ways. Get it? Okay. Got them shark road pipes on that bad boy, no baffles. But anyway, um, so Nevaeh, my little girl, she's uh she was thirteen at this time. You know, she likes those crystals and stuff. She's a believer, she's she believes in God and stuff. She's not like no little witch or nothing, you know what I'm saying? But right. she liked those crystals. A lot of kids got into those, and you know, she always thought like um like uh, fortune telling was cool, you know, you know, maybe yeah. it's something in her prior life she was attracted to. I don't know. Um so she comes to me and says, Dad, can I get some of these tarot cards? And I'm like, man, look, don't be messing with that shit. Like, me and my buddies, we do this ghost hunting stuff, man. Like, we don't mess with Ouija boards. Like, you can bring bad energy on yourself, Nevaeh. Right. So, Dad, it's just like palm reading stuff. I'm like, well, I get it. And I did buy her some, um, like, white angel cards. It's like, you know, like angel type cards. That was pretty cool. But anyway, she, she ended up getting these little, like, tarot cards, palm reading cards. I'm telling you right now, I wish she could... Tell us about this. I need to get her on here list to let her tell us. Within a week of playing with these cars and dabbling with them, she had a sleep paralysis event that happened in her bedroom twice. Both times she had this happen, there was a figure standing in her corner of her room with red eyes. Oh, wow. 
she came and said, Dad, I, something happened. And I was like, what? She was like, you know how you said when you woke up and you couldn't move? And I was like, yeah. She was like, that happened to me the other night. I was afraid to tell you, but like there was a figure in my room. I couldn't see it, but it was black and standing there had red eyes. She was scared to death. I said, get the fuck rid of the tarot cards. <laughs> Never happened again. Yep. You know, that makes you wonder about some of that possession. Some of that, I mean, I don't know, man. And I don't, I don't believe so much it's the cards with the power. It's the way you use the cards. Yes, your mind. Yeah. You're inviting certain energies in. And with her being young, she's very manipulative. I mean, uh, well, not really. Uh, and no doubt she uh, was he's more easily, easily, easily manipulated. And I no doubt say. she was trying to learn how to use them. Yep. And there was different forces there. Right. And you know, some people might think that's bullshit, but what kind of, you know, coincidence? Right. Now, with me, with my sleep paralysis... Um, I can honestly say that I never had anything. I never felt anything in the room with me. Nothing malevolent. Did you no. feel like an energy? I Did you scared? The, the only, I mean, yeah, but truthfully, uh, and there was even a couple times uh, where I was able to like fully calm myself down and go back to sleep. Uh, the other times, what I found, and people think this is really weird. I thought maybe it'd be more common, but apparently not. So as I would like, oh man, Jesus, sleep paralysis, my eardrum right then, I'm getting paralyzed. But as I would lay there, uh, there was always like a part of my body I could move. Really? And I had to find it. Like it's weird. I know it sounds weird. So sometimes it would be just like my finger, like my fingertips would move a little bit. Mm -hmm. My toes. It was always an extremity. Your body feels so heavy. Or like I could like rock like one, I could rock my body somehow. Like, you know what I mean? Just like I had, I had the ability to control a little bit of physical ability and what i would do is i would just keep doing that thing with i mean it took everything in me it was like i was deadlifting 400 pounds like you know what i mean it took everything it took all my effort to move my body and as i i'll just use the example of my my fingers so like i would move my fingers like this and eventually it would turn into like a little more movement a little more all of a sudden i can make a fist now and i can do this and pump my fist it's like i get the blood flow going then i can move my wrist and then finally my whole arm and finally i could get my i would basically wake myself up yeah i could move my arm i could make yeah. it fall off the couch or the bed or whatever i was sleeping on taking a nap whatever to where it would jar my body awake and then finally i'd fully wake up and then so, I, so do you think that your body's like it, for, asleep before your mind wake, my, like, my sleep paralysis i never it's like your mind wakes up before was, your body was anything spiritual it was never spiritually but related. i know this had to take place where you lived out with your mom it did it's never it's never that happened place is haunted, though. it is I mean, yeah, I mean, but but I, but I feel like, <laughs> like it was, yeah, I mean, but I never felt uh, anything malevolent. I never felt like it, there was anything causing it. There was nothing ever in the room with me. I never saw anything. It is weird. Yeah, you know, I never had any nightmares waking me up into a. It like, only happened I mean? once. Like, happened once. No, it happened numerous times in my life. Really? Yeah. But it none of them ever felt, you know, right weird or that's like the, that's the force. That's the force, though. I mean. A, a, Things like trying to like get to him. Yeah, but you would think if it was trying to do that, then break me down, that it would like like make itself known to where I would. You know what I mean? Well, a lot of uh-huh. times they don't. A, a lot of times, most forces don't. Make like negative known. energies, negative energies. You know, things like that. Like to try to slide in there. Yeah, when 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 That's you talk bad. to, I, I guess when you talk, <laughs> slide uh, in. So like possessions, a lot of those those possessions by demonic spirits start with like a chest compression or a chest pressing feeling 
So when a lot like of it people, hits you, yeah, yeah. So or something's like, you know, when you feel guilt or remorse or you feel something sitting on your chest. So a lot of demonic um, possessions start with like a a pressing on your body because it wants Shit. to find it wants to find a weakness within your body. That's first deep. off because you you start, you know, you got a you got a weakness in your chest or you got something that's wrong with your body that you may not even know about, right? So it found right. it finds that weakness. And if, if you can maintain like you did, you know, moving, you, you keep moving and you keep getting away from it, even though you don't see what it is or you don't feel like there's something there, it's that that pressing on your body yeah. that that's trying to find a way into you right. or into your soul, so to speak, I guess. Right. So, I mean, if you, so you feel the energy hits you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you read into a lot of possessions, that's how, how most of them start. Mm-hmm. Man, that's crazy. And then, you know, you, you talk about starting with the head. So, biblically, you, you talk about Job, like, in the Bible. You know, he was one of the most tested, but the Satan Satan had to ask for permission to test him, right? Right. But he started with the head, and he took the whole family. Hey, I didn't know that. Yeah, he took his whole family. I like Lowe's being on here. He studied all this stuff so yeah. well. I mean, he, he took the whole family, but even, even within that, he was never taken from his um, physical being loyalty he was never allowed to be harmed physically mentally you know he took his family he took his um he took his herd that he that he killed him over he killed everything he took his job he took oh everything God, inside man. of that but he could never break the head right so he, he was the force even though he took Didn't everything he? that he had he still worshiped god wow that's deep man. that's why he could never be you know possessed or that's why nothing could ever even though everything materialistic was taken from him Mm-hmm. His loyalty still remained with God. That's and that, that's Dang, what bro. that kind of brought me to. Whenever I brought that up one time about how uh, you know, whenever Satan tempted uh, Jesus when Jesus was here in yeah. the garden, yeah, yeah, and he, well, yeah, yeah. He, and he and he told him like, you know, I can I can give you this. It was all earthly things, mm-hmm. like you know, and it was it was Satan's to give. This is his realm, and Jesus never said no. This, that's not yours to give. Yeah, uh, he he knew that it was these earthly things. That's like you're saying like. You know, it's it's crazy how much power that we do have within us mm-hmm. that even Satan on this earth with our earthly bodies, yeah. that he has to ask permission to get within us or try to oppress us to attain power because he has no permission to have us. That's right. cool yeah. that y'all stating it because the Lord stated that like all of our souls has a like a uh, like a force field around it, like a boundary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it can't truly be taken or possessed, truly fully possessed. It's crazy. That kind of makes sense. Unless you allow it. Unless, unless you, allow yeah, it. Unless you unless break that unless boundary. Unless you break the boundary, you're right. You'll accept it in. Whatever, whatever yeah. force field that you have, whether it be religion or, or what you believe in or, uh, you know, a higher power, you know, how other people put it, if, if that's not broken because of your mental stability, then it, it can't connect or attach to you. That's why, Man, that's that's why you go for the weak. That's right? yeah. deep. You, find the weak. The, you find the weakness. It's really deep that, you know, in this world, you know, we've got so much going on. Personally, we're we're battling each other. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. battling spiritually every day, whether we realize it or yep. not. Yep. And I mean, so we got so much going on. The best thing we can do is try to be good to each other. Try to do the best other. we can, yeah. man. Lift each other up. I did a tattoo on my buddy Joe, man. Shout out to Joe Kennedy, um, our brother. You know, he's joined us once before. When he getting back on, and and I might steal this tattoo idea too. But he found it online, I guess somewhere. But it says on his, I think it's on his thumb right here, right here on his hand. It says "Do better." Dude, that's wild. In Latin. Yeah. I actually say that all the time. We were. I'm uh, thinking about doing this shit on me too, Joe. I say that all the time. Because I need, I need to be reminded, bro. We all need to be reminded. I, I, I will jokingly say it like if I see something that's like 
messed up at work or something, yeah. I'll just shake my head and I just laugh. I'm like, do better. Yeah, just do better. You know, yeah, we were, uh, it's it's kind of a coincidence that you brought it up because you know I it's was weird. In, I was in here and shout out to uh, Ryan Ward when he was getting tattooed that day, right? So yeah. he, he messaged me the day and uh, you know not to throw personal business out there or whatever, but you know everybody goes through some shit, right? They do. And uh, he he messaged me and uh, he was like, hey man, I know you and Garrett are into motivational quotes and stuff because you know we talk about that a lot. But he sent me a quote and uh, he was like, be like you was, just better. In other areas, right? And you know that's so be yourself, baby. Basically, just ex- like heighten certain areas you need to work on. Right, right. Basically, so what like, it breaks you down know, to you, you go through all these obstacles and things that you go through, right? So you know how, like, if you come to that again, do better in that area than you did that before. Sense. So that, oh, yeah. that was something you know that he shot to Ryan. Yeah. yeah, and he was you know like if you decide to mention that on the podcast or social yeah. media, you know you're welcome because it's. He likes it's to share good stuff to other people. Yeah. So, you know, other people should hear that. So. And Ryan's a good dude for sure. Yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there that he, that he had yeah. said like that. Like, embrace, embrace who you are as a person. Yeah. You know, becoming more <laughs> yeah. inspiration or, be, or becoming more inspired and more motivated and more positive as a person doesn't require you being a totally different person. No, no. It's you know? We're all trying to elevate our souls and our yeah. and ourself. Embrace who you uh, are and just look at it as, in, as that. But I'll say this, Corey, like I cut you off, but some younger people, man, like it's hard to find yourself. Mm-hmm. It's really, I mean, for the people out there struggling, man, it's hard to find ourselves. It's like it's almost like a damn chess game. Is that not what we're, we're working doing on the entire time we're here? That's it. That's what our soul's here for to find ourselves. We're trying to discuss it's self discovery, man, the entire time we're, we're all here. lost at some point. Most of the time, we really are. Whether we want to admit it or not, you're we really always are. trying to find your way. Oh, yeah. Like even so don't feel alone out there if y'all feel that way. When it comes man, to different aspects of your life, you're always trying to find your way, whether it comes to love family like it's you're trying a to find your way it through is. each situation so that you learn from those situations and you can impart that knowledge to other people we're, yeah. we're all trying children. to stay like, on what we perceive to be the the righteous path yes and it's easy to to veer off the righteous path and in that you're going to be going through the foliage and the weeds and it's going to slow you down Yo, you're going to know you want to know you're not on the right the right path and and sometimes we get so far off the right path that we struggle to, you know, you went hiking, man, you got lost, and you're like, how do I get back to, you know? <laughs> yeah, man. And it's, we all get lost sometimes. It's hard, but, but you know, it's like I feel like there's a beacon within us that leads us back. Always. If we truly want it. We, you got to reach down deep inside and pull down that out, Figure man. out what, what, what it is, who you are, what you're about, and where you want to be. Yeah. And your, that's what's all your about. Your ambitions. That, that's the path. That, that's the righteous path. That Because we all have a different one. Me and Losey can't be on the same righteous path. Me and you can't be on yeah. the same righteous Cause, path. Because we're going through different things in certain are, aspects man. of we, life. Each one of us have an individual path that we're on, and we got to find that and what that means to us and roll with that. And that's what makes like a like a group of close friends great because you may have been through something I've not experienced in life yet, and I'm going through it, and you can like help guide and, like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, more like you can get one head, one brain. 10 are going to work better. You know what I'm saying? It's just how it works, and our souls learn different. Yeah. Yeah. But it's weird that we're talking about that, man, and, and I know I beat this in the ground uh, with the hypnosis stuff because I'm so interested and intrigued by it because it's it's kind of really taboo, and it's something different. You know, it's, it's out of the realm of what most people believe. Um, and it made a lot of sense to me when Dolores stated this, Dolores Cannon did, that she stays through hypnosis. Multiple, multiple, if not thousands of people have told her that Earth is a school for our souls, and Earth is one of the hardest schools to attend it's one it's of the hardest schools. Of the schools to attend. And here's how it goes. The reason we have multiple tries at life in her aspect of it, not saying she's right, not saying she's wrong, um, is because in one lifetime, there's no way we can perfect our soul. 
There's no way to do it. We don't experience enough. We don't have enough experiences in life in one area in in our soul, our souls to really to know it all, man, and to really like elevate that much. She states that your regress is like going through kindergarten to college. Each grade's a different life. You're elevating. Man, like, the, in our next life, boys, we'll be more elevated than this life because we've only, learned so much. The only faults that I see in the train of thought of self-regression or the or the ability to have a past life, right? Yeah. Is the inability, and I see the detriment in it to be able to do what I'm about to say, but to be able to recall that for yourself, to be able to... Like your prior life. Yeah, to be able to know what what you did wrong, to be able yeah. to, because it's really difficult, as we all know, to do something right the next time around when you don't know what you did wrong the first time. I get that, too. And, and She stated that also. But I can see the detriment in it that if you did that, you would, some people, it might even be me, would be more bound to repeat the same mistakes because you found a certain satisfaction Comfort level in yeah. that in that mistake that you made. Right. Maybe it's I don't know, like a decision that you're going to make in your life, and you're yeah. like, you know what? Like I know this is the wrong thing to do, but I remember in my past life how much I enjoyed that. And right. then you go do that again. Whereas in this life, you're given the opportunity to with a clean slate to make the better decision this time, regardless. And oh yeah, yeah. But it would be nice, I think, to be able to enjoy some things a second go around. You know, if I if I was if I was on. Um, you know, that uh, we just mentioned Lewis and Clark expedition yeah. and just the satisfaction of, of going on the expedition, seeing things for the first time, maybe what they did or did not see. I don't know, but I'm just using that as an example. Like it would be so cool to be able to recall that and say, man, I was on that. I was, that there. would be cool. And, or I was a Viking and I got to see new land and I got oh. to, you know, yeah, uh, man. I don't know, man. It's just, it would be really cool. What if you got to see Jesus give a sermon? Yeah, true. You know what I mean? Like to be able to recall that and say, dude, I was there. You know, I mean, I feel, I feel like it would show up. Like if, if that's the case, I feel like it shows up. I, I'm for me anyway, this I've all, I've always had certain things that I felt like I knew how to do before I even done it. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's subconsciously it's programmed. Yeah. It's not necessarily that. that I remember how to do it. Yeah. But but there's certain things that I've sat down to do, and I'm just there's like, a, there's a familiarity. You yes. don't know how to do that. Yes, you're attracted to it, or you can right. figure it out very quickly. Right. Um, I feel like Garrett's that way with technology and electronics. Yeah. It's like quick yeah. learning. It's weird, you know? man. Um, I've always been that way. When you, that's why you bring it up, man, because I can remember being a kid, bro, trying to just like wire different things up and just like had an attraction to all that. Maybe I was like some kind of Tesla in the prior well, life. So. Yeah. With me, with with instruments. Yeah. Right. I taught myself. Yeah, I watched a few YouTube videos and studied a, a chord chart, but yeah. but it was kind of a natural thing for me. You just said yeah, a lot of people it, don't have that. It felt right. Right. A lot yes. of people have to work hard to to do that. And yeah, for that particular climb, thing in my life. Yeah. For that particular thing in my life, it felt easy. Yeah. Well, that goes to like okay, and I'm not good. I'm breaking I'm, it down. I, I don't think I'm good by any means. Well, we never like, none of ton, us never do the I have tons of people around me that I think can just far outweighs how, how good I am on the guitar. But I'm just saying that's one thing in my life that felt like 
I almost yeah. already knew how to like do it. Whereas some right. people aren't inclined right. to be good at math or whatever and doesn't feel yeah. – some people sit down and they're just like – it's like they've seen those equations before. They've never seen them Fly in their through. life. And they just boom, 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 plug everything Look in. Look at Einstein, you know. for instance. Exactly. Geniuses. Yeah. I mean, but that also ties back to, like you said, maybe talents, natural talents of people. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, and yeah, people could say, oh, no, man, that's just – Look at the draw. That's a mixture of genetics. That's a mixture. You know, that's, that's, your, that's yeah. your physiological makeup. Uh, it has nothing to do with it, with the spiritual. With but just like I said, though, you know, if we're going to entertain the thought of a past life, then what? Who's to say what's outlandish and what's not? Exactly at this point. And who's to say what we retain subconsciously that we don't realize? Mm-hmm. We've got we got that. We could talk a whole podcast on the subconscious mind because we touched on that way earlier in our podcast journey about how the subconscious mind is like 40,000 more times active than your conscious mind when you're awake. So when you're resting your brain, the um, the way it fires off on the neurons in your brain is 40,000 times more active. So what the fuck is going on? You think that's like a, uh, you think that's like a biological flaw? You think that could be I a flaw? I don't know, man. I don't know. Because we don't utilize that properly. I feel like it should be reversed in order for us to be at peak performance. Maybe when we're asleep, we're really alive, Gil. Damn, son. man, that's a that's a big one. We could be dreaming right now. Yeah. This could be dreaming. We could man. be. We could be. In Holy like shit! A, we could Epiphany. be like in a frozen. <laughs> we could be in a frozen state and like a transport pod. We could right be in now, a fucking dreaming. coma right now. We could wake up and the transport pod open, and they're like, "Welcome to, you know, yeah. welcome to us and Centauria, Centauria yeah. B." Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for your four point six uh, million light, or four point six light year journey. Yeah. That's wild to think, but you know, there was a rapper back in the day, and I always liked a song, song called uh, "Vice Versa" by Pastor Troy. Did you ever hear that song, Ryan? You oh, ever yeah. heard it? Yeah, I have. So what he Old states is, stuff. yeah, it's more basically like, "What if heaven was hell and vice versa?" So what everything that we've been taught that's good, what if it's really bad? And what everything we've been taught that's bad is really good? That could go with like life. Period. You know what I'm saying? We all have, and here's another thing about past life regression. All of us in this table have a consciousness. Like we, we feel bad if something goes wrong or we, yeah. if we do somebody dirty, we feel bad. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's maybe something we learned in a prior lifetime that we elevated our soul? Who knows? You know, who yeah, knows? Yeah, I mean, because it's like, uh, if it's real, what, what, what if it's all real, that? bro. What, what's the terminology there for uh, moral compass? Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's kind of what we have that tells us what's right from wrong. And where did that come from? Right. You know, what, what because tells it's like that? we're instilled that it's almost like, we're you know, programmed. you know, whenever you're, you know, you see babies, they're toddlers, they don't, they don't really know anything. And then I got some facts they, on that. They knock something over and they're just like, they'll turn and they'll look at you yeah. like, oh, yeah, I know I shouldn't have done that. Like, you know what I mean? Like they know it's, it's why like, we're, you just brought it up. It's something bad. You know, yeah. they say when you're born, you're the smartest you'll ever be in your life. When you're a baby, that's the smartest you will ever be in your life is when you're first born. The first year or two of your life is the smartest your mind will ever be. You mean the most capable? The most sponge-like okay. absorption. Malleable. Yeah. You mean the most yeah. malleable. The ability the most malleable. to learn. Yes. The ability to yeah. learn. Yeah. That's you're, wild you, to think that. Your steady, your steady state hard drive is clean. Yes. <laughs> yes, you, you're defragmented. It's not been molested with malware <laughs> yeah yeah it's not the firewall's not been broke yeah right but yeah they say that you know it's you're not weird. being drawn to those religious yeah, you're a sites. sponge at that point yeah anything now, you see do yeah, everything can that, teach you, you something is that now this kind of correlates with that they a lot of people paranormally say that babies can see things like that mm-hmm. animals can see things like that yeah. 
with clean. It's weird because they said that their mind's not been like constricted to not believe in those things. So they can actually, because I'm going to tell you something that happened like with Nevaeh one time. She was like two years old, man. She was laying in her, and, and her grandmom, grandmother and grandfather's house on my mom's, or her mom's side, their house is haunted. I know it is. Like I've, I've had experiences here. Nothing crazy. And other people have had more crazy experiences. But Nevaeh was in there taking a nap. She had woke up. We heard her wake up. And she was laying there on her back looking at the bed or looking at the ceiling. I mean, on the bed. And in the corner, dude, she got the scariest look and started scooting away from the bed, screaming like, like, look, seen something. It's always, and I've heard it, I get cold chills from multiple people that their kids has done this, but it's always been looking into the corner of a room, the corner, not straight up the corner of a room. So do you think the kids' minds are really where the, they say that your mind absorbs and like a huge sponge and you're the, you know, the most intelligent uh, you can be? When you're first born, is you can see all these different things. You can tap into a different realm almost because your mind's so clean. Mm. That's weird. They're pure, you know? Yeah, it's like there's a certain age where, or maybe an event that we're unaware of, yeah. happens where that veil is pulled over your eyes. And it's you, weird, man. You can no longer see. Or do you think it's where your soul's fresh in this life, it, it, you know, and it's still got one foot in hey, there? You know, you're onto something with that because, you know, how many stories have we heard about kids who talk about their past lives, and once they reached a certain age, they were no longer able like to recall. Like your subconscious mind blanks it all out. it out. Because you're still so, it's still so It's like fresh. your foot's still another side. That, that transgression from your former life to this life is you're, still so yeah, fresh. Your subconscious mind still held onto those memories yeah. tightly. And then at some point, it's like, by default, they have to kind of go away. Yeah. Just so you, in this life here, it'll be a test. Because yeah. If you knew everything from the prior life and you did happen to stumble upon, now this is weird to think about this. I know I'm getting out there on some stuff. But what if you stumble upon a situation that you did have in a prior life? Subconsciously, you don't really know this in the you know physical conscious form. But we make that decision instantly. We don't stumble upon things. Mm-hmm. Like if, okay, say I die, y'all going to attend my funeral because in a prior life, you didn't do that. And you learn from that. And you're like, man, I got to do that. You know, I got to be there for them. Yeah. Who knows, man? You know what I think we need to do? I don't know, man. I know that we don't want to, we try to mix it up and touch on different subjects on the podcast. But I think for 42, we need to come back. We need to do some research talking about like the first times when maybe, you know, regression was first documented. Yeah. Implemented back in the 60s as far as I know. um, And see if there's maybe any historical documents of someone speaking about remembering things they shouldn't have remembered. Um, even if some of this stuff is just, you know, maybe Bullshit. fictional. Yeah. yeah. Let's just throw that out there. Let's see if there's any biblical, uh, maybe connotations of maybe a uh, past life. You know right, what I mean? Let's look right. into that. And then we'll bring that back and we'll touch on that maybe next episode for everyone. That'd be cool. Yeah. I would almost like to like, when you get your buddy on there, had to pass life regression. That'd be cool to hear if he would talk in. about it. Oh, for sure. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, he's he's really open about it. And, I mean, he's got a lot of insight. And uh, I mean, this this episode went – it didn't go where I expected it to. But now, I like I'm going to be working with him two days a week uh, this okay. upcoming quarter, which begins – like, I'll be on vacation next week, which is the first week of, of our new quarter at work. Yeah. But the next week, I'll be working with him a couple of days, and I'll talk to him about it and yeah, see if he'd be, be awesome, interested dude. in trying to get him to call in. Hey, I want to bring this up um, – me and Los, you know, we talked about how me and Losey had went to the house of the unknown, right? Mm-hmm. I want to play those footsteps we caught for everybody here. 
close on the on this podcast. Let's see. See if this is the uh, let me find the file. So for anybody out there, you know, I took we me and Corey did our first episode for Fourth Dimension Paranormal at a local house. We can't really de- disclose the location because we don't want nobody to mess with it or nothing or hurt, you know, harm anything there, or be destructive. But we we visited this house several times after this episode, and we've always I'm gonna say nine out of ten times caught something that was very at least eight out, out, eight out, eight out of ten, 10 times. Yeah. yeah, it was out of the ordinary. Now the times we didn't catch nothing, so we would walk in. We would feel the energy wasn't there, right? Remember that, like it was just so uh, calm. That happened once before, and we left and reviewed just what little bit of evidence we captured, and then realized we weren't completely alone. Right, that, that was, was interesting weird. because we didn't feel anything. Yeah. Uh, um. So I'm gonna play this audio real quick. Um. Let's see. Let me bring it up. You walk up the steps. That was Ryan going out the door. That's crazy. That was you can, a cool sound effect, but you can yeah, that was wild, perfect. Um, but you can clearly hear the footsteps as I say, "Can you walk up the steps?" You walk up the steps. Hundred percent. How can you explain? Well, you know, and I mean, you know like what I mean? said, it, like not being paranormal. Not, not that it needed validation. That but, was dope. But the footsteps that we caught, that's validation. You know yes, what I mean? Because yes, man. what makes your all's even more insane is that it was on command. Yeah, because Garrett, Garrett, myself, we didn't ask. We didn't say, hey, walk. Like, because I wasn't expecting nothing that crazy. No. We're just at a random house that don't have any history. We didn't know nothing about it. And so all of a sudden we hear footsteps downstairs. And he and I look at each other. And I don't remember who said what now because it's been five years ago, I think. But we're just like, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. He was it, like, "Yeah, bro." And I was like, "Yeah, bro." You know, and so then he's like, "Let's go fuck the fuckers up." You it know, was I, I blocked it out, so I'm off to man some motherfuckers, yeah. bro. So you know, he goes, "Yeah, let's do it." <laughs> so we get to the top of the steps, and me and him both look at each other because we're like, "Dude, there's no flashlights, there's no lights waving around because there's no way you could see your you can't see your hand no. in front of your face." No, nah, you know how dark that house yeah, is. So then me and him are kind of like puzzled. So we wait about five seconds, and then I'm like, "Hey, you know who's in here?" Because I'm like, yeah. "I want to see if I can startle them, see if they'll hear running something." Nothing. Yeah. Okay. And you guys knew damn well there wasn't because there was nobody coming up the steps. Nah, that was wild. That was wild. The knife was right above, right above the steps, and on, and right on, on yeah, steps, on technically. Point. Yeah, and it was on point with your command. And you know what's crazy? They're getting more. The house is whatever entities are there are not only getting more comfortable, but they're they're becoming more responsive because if you remember when yeah. we took the rim pod in there, it would almost hit the rim pod. On request. On cue. And we have all that footage for you guys. We I do. would love to to make a we need compilation. To compile that about the house of Nona bring back episode man. the return. We need hardcore. to take Losi in there, get whoever else wants to go, roll in with our new equipment. Damn, I didn't know what you was doing, bro. Damn, I thought it was like staring at each other and shit. Like, but, uh, but we need to roll, roll we need to roll back in, do a legit episode, and then we need to make a uh we need to make another follow-up episode that's just a compilation. That's not necessarily episode four, but it will be like a Yeah, some of the lost evidence. Garrett and I it. need to return to Baron Fork Cemetery, finish that guy's, that, that episode up for you guys. Yeah. Uh, put that out there. Um, we um, didn't catch a whole lot, but we did have some weird... We had some weird shit happen, man. 
some that I still talk about. Yeah. Um, Speaking of this, we have two um, two other houses that we need to go hit right yes, now. And Corey's on vacation next week, so I don't know if you guys are down to go investigate anything next week in the evening. Yeah. No. It could be the evening, then I mean, I'm off all Something week. Down. Is there any electricity in this house? I'll have to ask. I don't know. I don't know the details on it. Um, I've never been in there personally. So Okay, so hopefully we may have a future episode of Fourth Dimension Paranormal in this house that Corey's uh, future wife, her his mother-in-law, future mother-in-law, yeah. had purchased. Mm-hmm. And, and no, she, they, she's they, kind of an empath, so yeah. she she can pick up on certain energies. She's always been like this. Since I met, met um, Shana's mom, she's always spoke of that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been years ago. Now, Shayna herself, she senses things as well. Her grandmother, I, I do believe in that. Yeah. Uh, it's like it's a gift. It's a hereditary on. thing. Yes. It feels like, uh, but Shayna did tell me not to be a Debbie Downer. Uh, <laughs> that she didn't necessarily feel much in there. She said yeah. there is something there, um, but she said she didn't feel anything prominent. Um, yeah. And but she also said that about our our home. And our home does have some activity. Now, it's not anything malicious. But no, it's just wanting to be recognized. Yeah, it's just like a few little things here and there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, Rhonda, my future mother-in-law, she uh, made some claims. I'm hoping that we can get her. She said she'd be cool to do an interview. Nice. Um, and that'd be cool if maybe she knew some other people that was, I don't know. I don't know what all we can get into with that. But hopefully that'll be another episode for you guys. We have another location that our buddy Joe Kennedy May be able to give us some insight into, hopefully, on who may own that place or point us in the right direction. Was a prior uh, funeral home and also a daycare. <laughs> Did a daycare, whole yeah. one eighty and went to a daycare because I'm yeah, sure yeah. those kids were scarred for life. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, wild. Uh, he okay. actually himself uh, and his cousin, uh, which is a Mitchell. another listener uh, yep. out there. One Shout out, our, bro! One of our best listeners out there. Yeah, he hits us up. Um, a lot. He once he hears this, if he's listening this long, um, he's going to know what we're talking about. Um, they had a pretty insane encounter in there. Um, we got to do another ago. dude. Speaking of this stuff's got me pumped for for October. We have to do another couple, like maybe a call in, call ins, yeah. some paranormal episodes. Yeah, the last one was fun. That was very fun. Man, that's been a long time ago. It has, dude. Damn, almost a, year. almost a year. Almost a year. Yeah, that's nuts. We were sitting in here chilling on the phone. Talking to Facebook, Facebook yeah, it was dope. And as we hell. still ain't been out there and done an episode for y'all, so we got to get that done. We got to get this shit yeah. done. We got to quit yeah. pussyfooting around, bro. Yeah. We got to. But anyways, look, hour and forty nine in, getting ready to hit an hour and fifty. We've rambled the fuck on for a while. If y'all are still with us, we appreciate y'all listening. Sure, you know we really appreciate the love and and, and the promotion y'all try to push for us and like giving us ideas and shooting us subjects to speak on. And but anyways, man, look, we're signing out. Episode 41 is in the books. Yeah. 42. We love y'all. Comment, like, kill subscribe, it. tell kill your it. friends, tell and, your family. Yeah, and maybe on episode 42, if we have a chance to do it next week, we may be investigating, so it may be a week after. We can kind of, nah, we'll try. if we have some in. experiences, maybe. We might do the podcast before we investigate. Or what if we did it in the house? I mean, it's however. So if it's got electricity, we might be able to do it in the house. Hey, ain't worried about that. We'll run a power inverter in that son of a okay. bitch. That'd be cool. So, That'd be dope, dude. But uh, regardless, you Ryan's over like Jesus Christ. Broadcasting live. <laughs> regardless, broadcasting that, live from the house faction of the is always going to keep it real and keep it weird. Oh, show and do we this, out, bro. Yeah. We're going to open your mind, bro. That's going to be nuts. Let's do this. I'm out. Well, yeah. See y'all. Next See you time. next week. Oh, wrong one. <laughs> Crickets chirping. Everybody's asleep now. Hold up. Hold up. What we, we got? We got this. We got this. Okay. Where are we at? Yeah, right. somewhere right here. Right. Let me let me hit this. Buttery nipples got me crazy. That's however you know. Yeah. However. 
Ladies and gentlemen. What you're going to hear about today is nothing short. It's however.